This podcast uses bad words. There. It's on you now. Get over it. Honestly, I would not be growing tomatoes in one of those. That was a mistake. We, we, just, that's just a me thing. We, I would grow an entire herb garden, though. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, I want to grow tomatoes. And like, where am I going to put these tomatoes? I guess I'm putting them on the top of this. Well, we're going to... I'm asking because I want a coupon. So if anybody wants one of these, I can give you the coupon. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Coupons. Yes, we are hey, live. Well, you know, coupons are important. Coupons. And it's coupons. important that, that we, you know, distribute them uh, equitably. So if you would like to get your own coupon for how to build your own apiary, which is not where apes live in the sky, you can go to the Eat, Drink, Roll uh, Discord server, and we won't do anything for you because that's that's not what we're here for. Um, what we are here for is uh, not only to play Dungeons and Dragons, but to find new names for uh, 80s uh, pop rock stars. Uh Anyway, uh, I am I am St. Brian, Brian, otherwise known as Brian Wiggins, the dungeon master of this particular crew, and at some point today I will try to herd them into an adventure-shaped episode, but we'll see how that goes. Um, we are Team X, otherwise known as Team Xenogog, an official franchise of Acquisitions Incorporated, operating out of Pinedale with exclusive rights to the Chondawood region, and... Afar, apparently, because we are in Waterdeep. But we're going to get to all that in just a second. We need to introduce all of the players and who they are playing, so that way we can then continue on with this thing that we have called a tabletop RPG. <laughs> and we will start... This amalgamation of flesh. This, this amalgamation of virtual flesh <laughs> that will be pressed into... Uh, I don't know why that Into a D20-shaped object. Welcome. This is very Cronenbergian. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do that episode too. Um, but we will start here to my left. Dreadmai would want a Geiger episode. Holy fuck. I can't imagine anything that she would want more than an HR Geiger oh, episode. It would be great. Okay. So, anyways, I'm pleased to play Dreadmai Gem Weaver, who apparently really, really, really wants a mechanical nightmare type. Uh, game maybe it'll happen you never complete know. with phallic imagery oh all the shafts <laughs> <laughs> oh god you're welcome brian <laughs> i'm looking up his birthday now to, oh 5th of february so next year or uh, yeah next year we'll on the 5th of february we'll do the geiger happy episode birthday. <laughs> Shaft, happy birthday shaft is a bad mother birth. shut your mouth <laughs> uh, to my right and if you don't know his work, go look it up. It's fun. It's very interesting. <laughs> oh, he's inspired me. You should see some of my airbrushing on cars. <laughs> he's inspired me on many, many occasions. Hi, I'm Viking Goat. Um, now I'm remembering there's a restaurant that is actually modeled entirely after by H.R. Uh, Giger. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for him. It's Great. very weird looking. Um, I play Slender Gentle Track. Man, the complete opposite of HR. The gentle <laughs> domain is actually pretty on brand. There you go. Oh, yeah, it is. 
like it's not a real domain. The friend domain. He's the friend domain. It is a. It's going to be in the new Chondwood Adventures guide. We could. We could design one. We could design one. I'm writing it down because we're gonna. The gentle yes. domain. It's all about being uh, soft with an M somewhere worked into that word. <laughs> uh, moving down to the to the under level of the I think tiers that's me. Here. It is you. Um, I am Hugon Valander, uh, playing a battlemaster fighter, and we are in the midst of acquiring a artifact of unlaw. Unlaw. That is yes. Un yes. And right now, I'm calling it now. As soon as we get it, something bad is going to happen. <laughs> of course. I'm just, just going to throw that out there. Just <laughs> just so that we're not surprised and just so that everybody's on the same page. Uh, and last, but by no means least, in the see, we're... that corner right over there. Did you say we're getting an umlaut? Umlaut. Um, hi, I'm Roz also known as Purple Monkey Robots, also known as PMR. But today, I'll be Eno, the Tiefling Bard, regaling you with, I guess, something that could be called music. <laughs> Listen, there, there's a wide net. There's a wide net you can cast there, and it, that just is what it is. So, yeah. um, but yes, these are the players, and this is Team X. And uh, where we previously left the protagonists of this story... Uh, they were infiltrating the uh, uh, an ancient temple of the Shaba, who is, uh, in, according to the Forgotten Realms lore, the twin sister of, not Lathander, Tamora. Knew it was one of those. Uh, well, Tamora, she is the goddess of malign luck, of bad luck. And uh, with the purpose of retrieving an artifact that could then be used by Zent the Unwise to destroy the um, amulet, essentially, of order or an amulet of some kind of uh, bracer that was uh, given to Hugon by the Red Lady uh, as a means of being able to predict outcomes. So in order to, um, with the end result of trying to end all war, playing the ultimate Honestly. gambit. That sounds like a good thing, but in truth, that's really a bad thing. Maybe, maybe not. No, it's a bad thing. But, it takes um, all the fun out of it. But, um, so the idea was that they needed to uh, retrieve this amulet, or this um, this uh, artifact, so that Zend could do his, his work. And um, they found themselves infiltrating this temple which each room seemed to have its own brand of bad luck uh as they worked their way through but they were finally able to work their way into the what as best you can tell it's difficult to figure out exactly what the dimensions of this place are you knew from the outside it was immense almost to the point of incomprehensibly big um uh, seeing something this large built. Uh, and so, but, and even in the hallways uh, or in the interior, 
just the general shape of the rooms and hallways was just a little off. Like the the angles weren't quite at 90 degrees all the time, or they subtly shifted from a 90 degree to maybe like a 60 degrees somewhere, but then back. But it was so subtle that if you looked at it the wrong way, it was like one of those uh, Escher paintings where it's just off by just a little bit and it kind of makes you... Uh, it just throws off your, your perspective. It's like if you've ever like looked at a chain link fence and the chain link fence just goes, you know, one of those. It's just kind of like... It's chain link off. fence does what now? Hmm. No, if you've what ever seen... Yeah. I've never seen a chain link fence like rise you, up and make an utterance. Not an utterance, but the idea when you look at a chain link fence, sometimes the perspective gets off because your eye can't focus and parse where it lies in the plane of your sight and it starts to it, there's where the perspective sort of change you can't tell if it's very far it is both far away and near to you at the same time just because of the way that your uh forward facing eyes are trying to do the calculations and everything didn't parse out quite the same way but i'll have to i'll have to look the next time i encounter chain <laughs> but uh they uh, uh so you think you might have reached the center of this temple of this ziggurat. And as uh, was described in the previous episode, you have found yourself in what, uh, like a 15-foot a wide um, silo-like shaft that uh, you've entered this, the door is closed behind you, and now you're in this, uh, this circular inner shaft. And... Not the H.R. Giger kind of shaft. Di completely different kind of shaft. Um, no different shaft. Maybe it's the inside Although, of a Giger shaft. I don't know. Okay, okay. See, that's what I was getting ready to ask. So, like, there are strange stone writhings. And, uh, there are not. This is a. Uh, this is all smooth. I see. Um, okay. And but you can see it's circular, fifteen foot uh, diameter, and uh, as was described before, there are closed doorways. You can see all around going up this shaft here so you think that there's many pathways that you could have possibly excuse me could have possibly taken to get to this point um this just happened to be you got in at the bottom floor so listen if that's the if this were a uh, multi-tiered marketing thing you guys would be right where you want to be right at the bottom floor sure. you have nothing but downstream it's all coming up to you. It's great. But in this case, it might be a little bit more difficult because the artifact you think you're seeking is approximately 70 feet high in the air. And it is this um, uh, deer or elk looking skull with um, a dog nearby, apparently. And uh, that is not a mimic. Um, and uh, and you, it, it's the uh, antlers uh, that are coming off of this have too many prongs and branch too many times um but it very much resembles the symbology that you've been seeing throughout the entire time you've been near uh and trying to get into this temple so you're like right there in like the 96 97th percentile sure that this is probably the artifact that you're looking for being that it is an actual physical representation of Bishaba's symbology, and it happens to be hovering somehow 70 feet in the air in the middle of this uh, shaft. And that, and uh, the shaft continues up uh, farther than that. You're not sure exactly how far. You think it could be another 
100, 200 feet up, you're not sure. It's just difficult because you, if you don't know how big the the ending hole is to get out, it's difficult to judge. Does the does the shaft get smaller? Does it get bigger? I don't know. Um, but you can see that this is where you find yourselves at the current moment. This is the interactive portion of the game. Yeah. What? I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. What <laughs> so what is the diameter of this hole? Of this hole in the fifteen foot. Okay. It is a fifteen foot diameter. Not radius. Diameter. So this is evident. We're all seeing that this thing is hovering above us. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty. So, Hugon. Yeah, it's not hidden. If you were to look up, you would see it. <laughs> You're not going to miss it. Unless you're Dren and just, like, looking elsewhere. And, you know. Hugon, what's, what's <laughs> that? That's what we're here to get. Ostensibly. Oh. What is it? I have no idea. So, perception roll. Wait. <laughs> how, how, uh... I don't know this. Out of character, how large is this thing? Um... I mean, it's about the size of a... Like an actual skull? Yeah. Yeah, it's not overly large. It's not like... It's not tiny. It's not like a keychain. Like, it's not the the reproduction you would get in the gift shop on the way out to hang from your keychain or from your rearview mirror or anything like that. Um, See, I'm, I'm trying to suss out... Are we talking about... When we're talking antlers, are we mm -hmm. talking about the sort of antlers you see on a wall somewhere in contemporary day or are we talking about the antlers that used to roam ireland until yeah ireland the antlers yeah megafauna so, antlers megafauna yeah. like 10 foot across antlers on a regular size skull um yeah. yeah i would say that's probably about right the skull itself you think well i would say thunic with even out without even doing a nature check this is probably not quite elk sized but larger than a deer. So somewhere kind of in between. So either a very large deer or a smaller elk, you know, because an elk skull is big old honking thing. It's, yeah. it's very big. And deer skulls are actually relatively small. Um, so, so the antlers basically take up a large portion of the space in the air that... Um, yeah, they're not wide. They're more tall and, like, like coming around like towards... Yeah, towards the front. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, they're probably, I'm trying to think, they're probably about three foot, three to four foot wide, depending. I mean, it's kind of difficult to tell from where you okay. are. Um, lots That's of points. Can, lots of pointing. We can pocket. Mm -mm. Okay. No, no, no. You're not going to pocket this thing. This is, a, this is a carry out situation. You might need a code 50 to the front registers to help you move this thing into your car. Sorry, that's all I had to ask. I'm done. <laughs> I, um, Hugon, I could, I could get that for you. I could try if you want, but, um, you know, I could, I could. What's maybe... your, what method are you considering? Well, um, I could turn into a big bird. 
I could fly up there and try and grab it. I mean, I think that's a that's a worthy, uh, a worthy plan. I was. What are you guys about, looking at? Uh, the uh, floating skull in the center of the. Oh, oh, see, I rolled a three for my yeah. perception. Well, if you would, um, instead of looking at the ground, if you would look up, <laughs> the opposite you would of the notice ground. the uh, the object of our attentions. Hmm, that looks cool. Yes, and we're trying to get it. Why? I need it. Why? That's my business and not yours. Okay. She sits down. <laughs> Um, I'm no helpful until I get answers. <laughs> okay, well then you can just be unhelpful and useless like Pretty you much. always are. Pretty much. Now, now, Hugon, let's, you know, Dren's just, just trying to help. She's doing the opposite of help because she's a spoiled bitch. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Yep. Wow. This type of talk is making me less likely to want to help. <laughs> <laughs> she'll look at Eno do you know why he wants the giant skull horn thing no I was just trying to help out a friend but I'm not sure what's going on now uh, can I roll like a I know in Pathfinder we have sense motive uh, <laughs> but can I roll an insight check to see if uh, Hugon uh, wants this object for nefarious purposes. Sure, you absolutely can. Dun, dun, dun. Wah, wah, wah. Ooh, uh, eighteen on the die plus one. Nineteen. That would so be a 19. nineteen. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Much like how uh, Drenmai has on occasion never explained her plans to us because she knows we would disagree with them. You get the same sense from Hugon here. <laughs> Not outright nefariousness or hostile intent with the object, but a private desire to possess it, uh, and one that he is in all likelihood not comfortable discussing. Yeah, but I would say they're not picking up... He's not picking up... malintent. No, there's no nefariousness occurring here. He, he wants okay. it. He has a very specific purpose for it, uh, and the purpose is such that he does not want to talk about it because it is either difficult to explain his intentions or it is a... It's an uncomfortable conversation. It's an uncomfortable conversation. And I would... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm, I'm going to say probably... Because obviously, metagame-wise, you know exactly why he wants this artifact. But in character, you do not. But... The time that you've spent with him, though the fact that he is ornery and um, uh, a misanthrope and easily sparked to violence, you also know that he generally has not done anything evil. Questionable. Right. You know, ethically or morally, not morally, morally but ethically. But, but, for the most, but for the most part, it's like the end has always been... If not noble, it has been for protecting people. You have noticed that. So if you put all that together, you it, yeah. it would it really come down to how much does Eno trust Hugon? I think that would be that would be. Uh, it's true. Yeah. 
A good, yeah. ex uh, a good example was um, in L Boulder when we encountered uh, Thunic's sister. Um, Hugon pitched a fit about that. Like he did not want to help them and extorted money out of them, but basically did the work for free. Like one gold coin is a nothing price for the services that they rendered. Mm -hmm. So, like, yes, it he he wanted something out of it, and raised hell about having to go and do it because it was not part of their job, and argued about it. But then eventually went and did help the Thunix family. Um, all right, so I uh, I look at Hugon for like a minute, and and I'm like, I'm 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 sorry, Hugon, but your the new configuration has me worried, and I just I don't I don't want anything bad to happen to you. Do you mean his face? <laughs> I appreciate your concern. I accept the reality that. This new configuration, as you indicate, is unnerving. Um, it is for the best, I think. Uh, the skull, which I'm assuming that's what it is. I don't mm -hmm. actually know. It's what in the that skull shape. Is. It's a skull shaped object. Mm hmm. Um, I'm not going to use it. I just need it as a bargaining chip. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, then turns into a giant eagle. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, that's all right. Oh, my God. And then I'm now a giant eagle, and I fly up. And, and I actually, like... How big is a I, giant eagle? I was trying to look that up. Here, I'm gonna yeah. see Are we talking right? like Lord of the Rings, here the Wind Lord is large? Because <laughs> yeah, that might not fit. <laughs> Let's see, oh, giant, giant goat. Are we talking no. like Golden Eagle from the giant frog? Oh, giant eagle. It's a large beast. Large okay, yeah, beast. Uh, yeah, I would say because large. Yeah, I mean it's a tight fit. So I don't have a lot of space. But no, so, there's not a lot of. There would be my, a lot of my like. Wings are almost touching the sides of the. I would thing. think that. How are you gonna fly then? Well, there's a lot Careful. of like. I mean, there's there's the vertical lift. It's is... a lot of Jackie Channing off of the walls, like just you know trying to get enough lift to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was well, say this sounds like the bull. <laughs> well, this let's let us get because of the tight space. I do think that there should be. <sighs> Let's see, an eagle. Would this be an athletics check or a dexterity check? I think it would be. I think it would be an athletics check to of some sort. Um, so I'm it, using my wings and pushing off of the wall. To yeah, get because there, there's but... not a lot of room to right. negotiate. As a giant eagle, there is not a lot of room, and a giant goat. Which I just love the fact that there's stats for a giant goat in this. Um, the it would be a. Plus, you have a plus three to any rolls for this because you would be using the giant eagle's um, stats. 
Uh, space reach 10 foot, 5 foot. Uh, a typical giant eagle stands about 10 feet tall and has a wingspan of up to 20 feet. Yeah. That's so long. Stretch your wings. Yeah, I don't know. It is quite here. Here's what happens. I turn into a giant eagle and I try and spread my wings and I'm like, and then I turn back into Eno. That's what happens. And I go, shit. Are you just trying to go up? Uh, well, Hugon needs that thing, and I I went too big, and I can go smaller. But... Can you turn into something else? Yeah, yeah, I can. Why not what... just turn, turn into a, like a salamander? For all of can, I, can I, while they're all doing this, cast Spider Climb on myself and just be roaming around the walls? Sure. <laughs> More as a, I can help you, but I'm not choosing to, but I'm going to show you that I can do this super easy, but I'm not going to. I mean, you can do that. I, I can't stop you. <laughs> Guys, I guys, know. guys, I hate guys, guys. I know. <laughs> so yeah, you, I'm do... doing like the circle on the ceiling, like ah, just right. around the wall here. To... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look and, like, up it, again. Hugon like crosses his arms and pointedly looks at Eno, and then points <laughs> to Dran and goes, "Like this is what I was talking about." So I'm gonna roll a perception to see if I see her walking around <laughs> he's so funny it's like yeah you're sitting there in like this deep conversation trying to like parse out the exact way you need to do well if i reduced the spell and i did it well my calculations for reducing the size and, my, and meanwhile just trying to... <laughs> i got an i got an eight so i don't you're so I, intense i'm like trying yeah, to like how do i, I modify the spell because i've only gone giant how do i get to like like slightly less than giant like medium plus yeah uh, a medium plus eagle yeah. Every time uh, uh is about to enter his field of vision, Thundic is standing there like, so why don't you just turn into something like a salamander or a frog? Just yeah. crawl up the walls. What a spider. What about a seagull? Pelican? I could put it in my mouth. Pelicans have big mouths. They do. What I'm that? a little concerned about the uh, effects of putting that thing in your mouth. Oh. I, we don't know what it does. <laughs> we don't know where it's been. What if you <laughs> swallow it? An osprey, maybe a heron. Uh... While he's figuring this out, can I investigate how this thing's actually attached to whatever? Sure. Yeah. Are you gonna go cl- try to get a little bit closer to it, or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm curious on why everyone wants it. So you just? Where did my dice go? I don't I know. Just had it right in front. There it is. Okay. <laughs> um. So you go <laughs> ahead and you scuttle up the wall, uh, and you get start getting closer to it, uh, to a point where you think you'd be able to get a much better check. Whatever, however you would like to. Oh, I've whomped, so 24. Uh, which skill check are you doing? Investigation. Investigation. Uh, you see no physical medium holding this up. So, oh, okay. Um, I'm going to the shit out of it. But I would say you, didn't, you don't require a check for that, so I would say we could just apply that 20 okay. to the, like, an Arcana check. Okay, um, that's 28 then. Um, <laughs> even more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because this is not like a... For banking 20s now. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to save that 20 for later. I'll just... Uh, I rolled a whole bunch of 20s this week. Um, oh, nice. yeah. That's I'll how Pull that those out of my pocket. Throw them down. <laughs> um, yeah, so you get up there. There, 
it, it it it's being held there by magical means that you're not seeing like there's not like a specific spell uh attached to it not like oh it's a levitate spell or it's a this spell or it's a that spell you just know it's hanging there um you are relatively certain though that the bonds holding it there are not terribly strong it's not like um it's not anchored in place it's not like that Im it's not like an immovable rod situation where you know if you put the immovable rod somewhere and it just it does not move um so it's basically like i could do the hoop trick and there's nothing attaching yeah it. exactly um i want to sit on top of it <laughs> uh give me an athletics check to get from the wall onto okay. uh th that's the first we're gonna have to do two checks here first check is <laughs> uh that's a 19 for athletics okay so you make the jump now i need you to make a dexterity check to see uh if you're able to avoid getting poked by all the, all of the um, prongs, that's a thirteen. Uh, that is not good enough. No. So you <laughs> I take. I make it, but it hurts. Yeah, you take uh, four points. Okay. Of, uh, prong damage. Um. I make my fall best seventy feet. Not... <laughs> no. Um, but you land on it. Jump. It just hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you've ever done the Ow. thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Oh, ah, ah. Um, it's like if, you, if you've ever done the thing where you've, as a kid or maybe as an adult, you've like tried to jump into a tree and grab a branch, but you happen to grab like the little nubbles that you thought you were going to miss and jam it. Ah. Mm -hmm. um, but you are able to land. Um, I could say you stuck the I landing and now that you're now kind best. of stuck to it because, ah, you know. Um, but when you do that, there's a bit of a shake, and then it starts um, it starts uh, descending with your weight on, oh. almost like a, oh, like a like a helium balloon. Like if you have it, or you know, what I'm saying like there there was enough lift to hold it there, but as soon as your weight was on there, it starts dropping. Not like at a dangerous like oh god, uh, yeah. nine point eight nine point eight meters per second squared. It's it's going down at a at a rate that is, you know, safe, but. But I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to sit down, like, crisscross leg style, mm -hmm. and almost zen pose it, like, ah, I'm descending. Exactly. Having uh, <laughs> assuredly noticed this at this point, <laughs> and uh, Hugon will, like, knowing that she's too far away to hear, he will go, one of the things about Dren that you need to understand is that if you don't give in to her, her own curiosity will undo her. We have essentially accomplished what we set out to do by not giving her the information she wanted. My spoiled bitch statement still stands. <laughs> She's too curious. And as he own. says this, the the skull comes floating down with Dren on top of it, like right in the middle of everyone. And like as it's coming down, I, I, Hugon, that's still that's not nice. It's not nice to talk about your friends like but that. But it's also true, and so <laughs> it's, it's actually really really rude. Why don't yeah. you say they're like a raccoon? Because raccoons at least are communal creatures. They help each other. They assist each other. And they wash their hands before they eat. 
They wash their hands for the horse. And you've eat. never seen Drenmai do that. Calling Dren a raccoon is an insult to raccoons. But she did help you. Look. She did, and he grabs the skull. <laughs> I fall off. <laughs> I try to catch Dren before she hits the ground. Uh, dexterity it's check. Dating. Oh, that's not a great <laughs> roll. Uh, that's a seven. It sounded really good at first. It's like when you see the thing rolling off the desk or the table, and yeah. you like, try to grab oh, it, yeah. and, whoa, 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 and like you touch it like six or seven times, but each time it's like whoa, whoa, and Drenmai just, you know, plinkos through your hands and. It might have been less painful to just fall than to get yeah. beat. Oh, I imagine the entire time she's still like in the meditation pose. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dren. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have this. Now you have the skull in your hands. And as it has approached you, you can, um, uh, Hugon, you can feel uh, it's almost like uh, it, it's the, the feeling, not so much physical as much as it is um, emotional or spiritually. Uh, your The bracer that you received from the Red Lady and this skull artifact feel like um uh opposing magnets mm -hmm. where there's just you could tell they don't want to be near each other yeah there's there's uh something they're, they're they're they just should not be in the same room together you know they can't go to the same parties you know friends have to be careful about who they talk right. about to who because you know they want to be friends with both of them but you can't you know um it's a shitty way to be a friend <laughs> <laughs> um but uh everyone please give me a perception check dice yay dice dice and also dice I'm moving them to somewhere that i don't expect ah yeah this is a very finicky roll oh perception uh, is it finookian i got a nine a nine ten ten twenty-two twenty-two Making us look better. I win. Dread mine. What do you got? I got a one. <laughs> this is not golf. I I rolled a two and I have a negative one perception. Uh, so Drenmai is natural one. Drenmai is doing the whole like uh, the eyes are just like X's and there's the uh, the 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 Tweety yeah, birds. I, I got plop on my head. Yeah, so I'm. Probably just laying on the it's ground, a, staring at you know the what ceiling. it is. It's, it, it's the anime thing where the eyes are just spirals, and it's ah, you know, and it, and it just the, the and that, um, and the uh, 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 Hugon, you just you're probably distracted by this. What is like? Yeah, I'm probably am. What is this? Is it substantial? Like, does it have a weight? It has a weight to it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, um. Cumbers it's cumbersome in shape. It's not cumbersome to haul around. There's no easy way to carry it gotcha. that you can find. But yeah, it feels like, you know, a, a, a skull with a big old rack of antlers on there. Um, which I would have to imagine at some point Hugon's gone hunting and and probably downed a deer of some kind and uh, Hugon like turns the skull a couple of times mm -hmm. and like looks at it and goes, I'm foreseeing a problem. Uh, we can't take this into Waterdeep, at least not openly. Hmm. Um, do we have uh, a bag or sack that we could put this in? Or 
cover it so that we don't walk around with this uh, very obviously not a natural skull in a Well, while he's saying that, uh, Eno, you're hearing, it sounds like water rushing through pipes. And it is getting louder. Continue. Uh, I, I can check my backpack. Give me a moment. And Stunic opens his backpack and starts rifling around for a big sack to put this in. Not thinking that maybe it might fit in the backpack, but he's, he's, it's been specifically asked that we have a sack or something that we put this in. So he's very focused on that idea. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, it's, it's too wide to probably fit in the backpack itself. So mm-hmm. it would... You know, it'd be like the thing where, like, the skull's in there, but, like, the ends are still sticking out of the top. You know? <laughs> I don't see anything. I just hear. I just hear it. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, you know what, Thunk? Give me a, uh, give me a D20 roll. Just 12. a str- A 12? I think that it's reasonable. I think we have, like... Yeah, I would say that's probably reasonable that at some point there's, like, a very large, like, potato sack type thing that was squirreled away in there, possibly by squirrels. Uh, No, we did find a a sack in there uh, last, not last episode, but the episode before, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, one of the potato sack Yeah, one of the kids. We thought it was a potato scout, but it was just a potato scout sack. Yeah. Um, So I think it would be possible that you'd find something large enough, uh, like, one of the giant you know, best buy gift bag things when you're carrying, you know, when they have a bag that'll fit a TV in it, apparently, you know, um, it, it, these things exist. I don't know why, but just in case you need a giant, a giant ass bag, like it's a few, it's almost like, or better yet, it's like at some point you had a bunch of those Ikea bags and you sewed them all together because at some point, no, Thunic, that sounds more reasonable actually. Yeah. Thunic probably did that at some point. Cause you never know when you might need a big bag. It's mundane enough, too, that it would, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, you know. So you're, like, you're rooting through, rooting through, and you pull out the giant-ass bag um, that looks like it could, you know, fit around and be secured around this this skull. He hands it out. There you go. Delightful. And so he, I assume that the bag is, like, being opened for him Mm -hmm. because his hands are full. No, he's just handing it to you. <laughs> Donna, could you open the bag, please? Oh, oh yeah, sure. And unfurls it, opens it. And it's, so in the skull goes. Let's bind that up. Then I just... if... <sighs> mm, let me carry it, please. <laughs> I know I'll give you... It, I'm just borrowing your sack. I will give it back. Oh, you can have it if you like it. Okay, We'll come to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, I have to imagine that getting this into the bag has got to be like a It's team like putting effort. a Christmas tree back into its box. Exactly. Like it's just not. It, it's like, how the fuck did this fit in this box? <laughs> and it's, but it's things are getting caught. Like, no, no, got to this side. But then the other side is like, no, no, got to get this side. No, and it's it's thing. Um, and, you know, you've noticed that the rushing sound is getting, the water sound is getting even louder uh, yeah. and more present. So, like, as, as they're talking about having a bag and who's going to open it stuff, like, you see Eno is, like, but, but, and then, like, finally he finds an opening and he's like, 
water? There's wa water. There's water. There's water sound? Does anybody hear this? It's getting louder. A roll of perception. Um, that's an 11. Yeah. Do I even hear him say this? Um, I will let you all roll at advantage now. Actually, no. The fact that he's pointed it out, I will say that now when you're actually being told to listen for it, you're able to hear it. Okay. Yeah, you're able to, at this uh, point, because was, he's, yeah. Hugon nods and says, I was going to be worried if there wasn't a consequence to this. We should I leave. I thought that was my head. The flashlights only happen outside. Except we're underground in a cave and water goes down. Yes, but we're in a house. We're not in a house. This is not a safe house. This is a house that is designed to be unsafe. That is true. Remember the... Yeah, we should run. We should we should proceed in an orderly <laughs> fashion. Go. The challenge Where being that the door had shut behind you when you came into the silo. Uh-oh. I blow it up. Because <laughs> that was a really big door. And I don't trust doors. This, this, these doors are fucked. <laughs> and uh -huh. you start to see a liquid start to trickle from in between the bricks of the space that you're in. You're starting to see the, uh, like, rivulets coming down from all over, just, like, starting to work their way out and down uh, all the brickwork in the uh, in the silo that you're in. And you said that if you look up, we can't quite see if, it, if, if the shaft leads out or if it's just, like... You, you, it appears oh, like there is a way out through the very top. You're just not sure exactly how high it is. Um, okay. And I will take another perception check from everyone. Nine. Mm -mm. Oh, that's actually a really good roll. 23. 23? Seven. Seven. Roll the 16, so that'd be a 15. 15. Uh, Dren and Eno. You notice that the liquid is actually no, red. I don't. No, Not I Eno. Seven. Dren and Hugon, excuse me. There you go. I don't know why I always do that. Uh, Dren and Hugon, <laughs> you do notice that the liquid that is now seeping through all of the bricks is actually red. I take out a vial and I collect some. <laughs> <laughs> we may be in imminent danger I need to collect this for Ooh. whatever purposes this is something new really I don't think we're going to be able to swim swim in this um, options uh, can we teleport out that is uh, not in my wheelhouse how, how, how do you, you said I wasn't allowed to pray in here to uh, well, hold on now. <laughs> yes. Addendum. You weren't a, you weren't allowed to pray. Yeah. Doesn't mean you weren't allowed to cast spells. I understand that they're the same thing, but they're different. Okay. Uh, they're the same, but they're this not. Whole, this whole delineation is is rocking the next world. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 a difference between having a conversation uh -huh. and saying help me right now 
Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Does it? <laughs> and now there's really... about there's approximately a quarter of an inch of blood now lapping at your feet. I appreciate that this is, you know, this is this has a good atmosphere to it, but I really don't want to be here anymore. So if we could focus and execute a plan of escape. So if you could just get those TPS reports done for me, that'd be great. Don't forget your cover sheet. Uh, mm, I'm going to need you to come in on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need you to do a backflip onto your own middle fingers. Because um, I'm not coming in on Sunday. I cast Ray of Frost at the door. Okay. Okay. To what end? To try and break it. Is that how is that how Ray of Frost works? Well, Ray of Frost does does cold damage to stone. What kind? Of, oh, is it stone? Try and mm -hmm. it. Even stone when it gets cold enough can shatter. It yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, if it's uh, cooled too rapidly, it can crack. We have a fire caster. We do have a fire caster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I cast Ray Frost along the, the door. Lines, yeah, okay. I was thinking more along the lines. If he freezes it, I want to be able to cast a big ass spear of like adamantine that Clinic could throw at the door or something like that to shatter it. Oh, it does two d eight. Uh, do you want me to oh, roll for? It's a plus. So okay, so. Ray of Frost is a spell attack roll. Well, I'm not going to make you roll an attack roll to All hit right. an immobile door. door because I'm just going to go ahead and say you're going to hit it. But I want to see how we can. Um, so you said it does. See, Ray of Frost. Ray Frosty of the Frost. doorman. Uh, increases 1d8 when you reach 5th level. Okay, so you're gonna it would do two d eight damage. Yeah, two d eight. Um, and its speed will be reduced by ten until the start of its next well, turn. Well, that's good. Until that's good. Because you don't want those fast doors. Uh, give. Let's do this instead of it being an attack roll. Uh, give me. What is your spell casting? Uh, stat. Is it charisma? Uh, you want my spell casting modifier? Yeah, like, what is, what is the, oh. what is it based off uh, of? Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. It's, because it for, it's not arcana, it's not intelligence, right? It's well, charisma? Arts or charisma. I think it's charisma. My modifier is plus four, and my spell attack's plus eight. Yeah, yeah it's charisma. My it's spell attack's okay. eight, and my so charisma's eight. give so. me a, uh, give me a d20 with a charisma with proficiency modifier situation. So it'd be 20, 20 a d20 plus your charisma modifier plus your oh. proficiency. A d20 plus charisma plus proficiency. That's So that gives me plus 10. Okay. So my charisma is plus 8 and my proficiency would be 2, right? Or no, proficiency at level 9 is plus 4? Four. Four. It's 4, yeah? Yeah. All right, so. so it's plus twelve. What? What's your What's yeah. your charisma bonus? Plus eight. Jesus. All right. Uh, and yeah, you're level nine. Oh, no, wait, that's saving throw. Hang on a second. No, no, no. It's plus four. It's plus four. 
I was looking at saving throws. Sorry. It's wrong. Uh, and you are at sorry, wrong number. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, it's a plus four plus. Okay. All right. So plus four plus. What? Wait. So what's it's your, just plus four? What's your no? Wait. What's your what's your charisma? I, what's my your charisma? Is eighteen. Eighteen. So that's so plus four. four. So you're gonna do a plus eight to this. Yeah. A D twenty plus four. eight. Plus Who's eight. First? Plus eight. Plus eight. All right. Plus eight. Hey, uh, okay. Um, 26. 26. Rolled an 18. So, 18! Um, so you're able to, you see Eno do his whole shebang. And, uh, and, and, uh, this ray of deep blue, almost liquid ray comes out of his hand and blasts into the door and the do- and the stone of the door is immediately covered in like a deep rhyme and you can hear like a uh you can hear like you know that it's it, that freezing sizzle that as as it's as, as the ice just sets in um and uh yeah so you're able to blast the door with your ray of frost And there is now a half inch of blood lipping at your boots. And then he he points to it and says, "Maybe we can break it now." I'm could you? Uh... Going... Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, Thunic, could you um, see if you can shatter that door? Um. Pulls out a stick, I guess. Um, <laughs> stick. <laughs> and then, he, then he, he realizes, oh, this is just a stick. I should probably... Um, he, he holds it, and he's just like... Uh, uh, I could really use some help right now. <laughs> and uh, uh, shillelaghs it. Mm-hmm. Wind up. And swing. Let's get a damage roll. We're going to give an automatic hit because, again, if you can't hit a door. Then what can you hit? What can oh, you do? Look, I have chopped wood, and there has been time where that 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 log has been like, nope. Yeah, and but I'm if you're going it. after an entire door with an axe, I think you could hit the door with the axe. It's just a matter of how much damage do you do to the door. Um, I thought I actually wrote down Shillelagh as a thing. Oh, with D and D Beyond, it couldn't be easier. All right, one D eight plus four. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's ten. Point damage. Ten points of damage. You're able to slam your shillelagh into the door, and uh, cracks cracks appear in the uh, in the doorway, in in the in the stone that is the door, Um, but it is not. Uh, completely pulverized or anything like that. There are there are cracks that you have put. You have basically, and you've caused some splintering, some spider webbing of the stone. Um, but it is not enough to uh, finish. Not enough to do the door in. Uh, All right, now it's the door's time to attack. No, uh... <laughs> part comes to life. It was not a door. I was That's a mimic fair. the whole time. It was a mimic. <laughs> The entire uh, temple is a mimic. <laughs> and you're in its belly. Okay. 
Uh, if you would like, you can you can swing again. Okay. I, can I can I just like touch the knife? Be like, do you do you want a better one? He's, he looks at his his shillelagh uh, stick and he's like, I, I don't know how you could get better than this, but okay. Oh, this is the blessed. best thing ever. <laughs> Can I? Okay, I want to then cast creation mm-hmm. and make an exact duplicate of his, but mm-hmm. it's going to be made out of adamantium. And how long have we said that lasts? It lasts a minute, so he has a minute to wail on it. Okay, well that's enough to get a bunch so of wax I'll, in. I I I will cast it, and I will. It's like this very shiny version. Be like, yeah. So what would an adamantine club? It. Adamantine automatically gives critical hits, and it also ups the damage. Okay, and, so it, uh, so we'll just say, yeah, it'll double whatever you roll. Um, let's see. It would be a club, right? That's essentially what a shillelagh is. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the same thing. 1d8 plus 4 uh, bludgeoning. We'll keep it the same as that, but then we'll double whatever you get because it is adamantine. Not critical... adamantium. Not adamantium. It's something damage, different. Yeah. On objects? On anything. Adamantium really? is pretty awesome as a material if you can get your hands on it. If only you lived in a place that had an adamantine mine. And, like, so if you made you adamantine do. armor... <laughs> it's a it mithril turns, mine. That's right, mithril. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, mithril. If you have... Mithril. If you make it out of armor, it turns any critical hit against you into regular. Mm. Melee weapons made are coated with adamantine are usually effective when used to break objects. Whenever an adamantine weapon hits an object, the hit is a critical hit. Wow. Mm -hmm. Do it. Isn't it cool? Do it. Roll. Fucking cool. Uh, Roll. So, is it automatically maximum double, or is it just I roll and we double it? You roll. Roll Automatically maximum. Well, no, you roll and then you double it. Okay. It's automatically doubled, but you have to still roll. Yes. Did you roll a one? I, I rolled a two. So the twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Wait. You rolled a. I rolled a two plus four times two. Six times two is twelve. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So this time you're able to bring this down into the door, and the door, like, uh, explodes out away from you into the hallway that you had just entered this in from. And um, as you're as you see this, you can see that there's more blood seeping in through the bricks uh, through the um, in the hallway that, that, that you just opened up uh, through the door. You can see there's more blood seeping in and now it's com- it's coming into the silo. But it's not like you got hit with a wall of bloody of blood uh, as you open. It wasn't like the hallway was filled with it. Um, you can just see it seems like every space is being filled at about the same rate but you have opened up the doorway and you would be able to uh start leaving splash 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 actually i'll call up on the because this is going to get really deep for me real quick <laughs> um now real quick as you're going through this hallway i do need to get because this is the one that had that gently curved space that was off uh to uh through the ice um that led oh, into the God. spikes. So I will need to get a uh, dexterity check from everyone who is going through this hallway. Is the ice back? 
The ice is back. It was growing. It started coming back like immediately after you guys had uh, had fi after Dren had uh, fireballed it. Well done. Oh no. Oh, Mine would be a, a thirteen. Well, are, well, you're riding on Thunuk. you're riding on Thunuk, yeah. yeah. So it's it's, it's these, a thirteen to Thunuk. Are these uh, dex checks or acrobatics? A, checks? a dex check, unless you can give me another reason that you would not need to use nope. a dex check. Uh, I have a seventeen on the dice. That's uh, enough. The... You're fine. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, Clues. Uh, what was the thing that's happening again with that bonus? It's basically I I'm just kind of you'd be able to roll I, with if she's helping you you'd be able to roll with advantage oh thank god yeah <laughs> this is why we're a tag team <laughs> well that's slightly better i'm too short but i might be able to stabilize you <laughs> oh no yeah that actually makes sense because you're sort of like you're going too far to the left you lean she's doing the ratatouille yeah, thing like, with the hair <laughs> she's side hacking thunuk <laughs> yeah uh Eight. Uh, I I would like to ice skate down the hallway with acrobatics, please. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you know what? I will allow it because it's awesome. Um, so oh, what was the guy from The Incredibles? Frozone. Frozone yeah, <laughs> he's gonna frozone his way down. Yeah. You yes. know what? That's amazing. Let's get an acrobatics check here. All right. Oh yeah, eighteen plus six, so that's twenty-four. You're able to do like the risky business thing where it's just, you know, you're able to slide. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but Thunuk, uh you unfortunately, I don't. As you were trying to do this, you just one foot got put the wrong way, and the foot slipped out, and you find yourself sliding down into the uh, into the edge of the spikes there, and. You are going to take, hang on, as I get my trusty die here, two points of piercing damage from the spikes as you slide in. Um, and as, can, can I cast Mage Hand to go in between him and the spike as I'm passing him? Are you, like, the, what's the, the weight limit on Mage Hand? 10 pounds. Yeah, Thunic weighs more than 10 pounds. I do it anyway, but it probably still hurts him. <laughs> The hand is right. now pierced. It'll yeah. be fine. And then a mage hand comes up, but then it gets just gets crushed. Yeah, it's like, I've got you. <laughs> There's a bloody mage hand. Like, I'm fine. I'm not real. Uh, so, uh, Thunuk, you'll have to climb your way back up onto the, uh, try to climb out. And you'll, I need another dex check for you to uh, try to make the rest of the way out of here. I'd like to uh, use a... Uh... Charge or well, well, you still have advantage. Out. If Drenmai is Wait, still what, helping what you, you, you should... <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Drenmai is like, no, no, <laughs> this way, that way. This... I got a, a blomp. Oh, you blomped it? I tried the uh, acquisitions incorporate one, and then I tried my packs unplugged one, and they both basically rolled nothing but crap right now. So, <laughs> um, so uh, I would say that maybe getting hit with the spikes has zeroed in your focus on the task at hand and like no i don't want that again and you're able to clamber your way back up to the top of the thing and uh, to the top of the of the little mounded floor and you're able to uh almost like on all fours just you know just kind of like uh 
yeah, just kind of like gallop your way out of there to the end of the hallway. Um, rather than make you go through every single room in reverse, because you've kind of already solved all the rooms, uh, you're able to navigate your way back out um, uh, to the to the main hallway. The entire time, blood is just continuing to seep in into the into the uh, into the temple here. By the time you reach the opening um, vestibule foyer that you would come in that had all the coins and shinies and everything like that. Um, most of you are about uh, waist deep in blood at this point. Uh, Thonic, I guess that would be about knee? knee. Thigh-ish? <laughs> um, well, probably about into the thighs, you know, maybe thigh yeah. region. Um, Drenmai, you're, you know, not in blood. Although there has been blood dripping from the ceiling, so you've probably got, I mean, you've all, you're just covered. Um, but you're able to make your way out of the out of the uh, temple and uh, and into the blasted field in front of you. Um, bef- right before that happens, we passed the offering room, right? That was the, the, the well. That was the room that you entered. Yes, where people right. where there were like coins and um, shinies and gems and whatnot. Is all of that under blood? Uh, not yet. There's p- like pieces in the alcoves and whatnot that are not. There happened to be a gem of significant size in any of those alcoves. Uh, give me a quick investigation check. But I'm going to have okay. you do it at disadvantage because there's probably a bit of a a rush. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, a bit of viscosity going on down there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that is a thirteen with disadvantage. Uh, yeah, you're able to just quick suss out a. You're able to suss out a uh, a large emerald. Okay, uh, I would like to take it. Okay. Do do I succeed? You succeed. You you quick got delightful. You, you do the whole grab yeah, it. He wasn't trying to be stealthy about that. He's like, <laughs> he hold, he holds it up and goes, uh, corporate's going to ask if we got anything out of this. And we did. He's <laughs> uh, on thinking about his, I took mine for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you're able to, so you grab your emerald and you, and you all go out into the, uh, this blasted field and the blood starts, you know, lapping out of the top of the of uh, off the bottom of the doorway and and out and you can see it's going into the sand and just see or the the what we've just you know said is ash and it's just being absorbed it's not like hitting and continuing a flood it's not like a you know a um a dried out riverbed that just doesn't absorb anything and it's getting absorbed right back into the ash um but you can see that the volume there is increasing but you are outside of the um you are outside of the uh, of the temple now, with covered covered in blood. Okay, blood. It's it's in your shoes. So as you're walking, you get the sloshing, you know, of of liquid being in your shoes, which is an awful awful feeling. Um, it's it's everywhere. I mean, because it was pouring everywhere. You you guys look like you just yeah. went through some kind of you know blood bath. Blood bath, quite literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a scene from Blade. 
It's just Chugon's face mask thing kind of quivers, and then uh, the blood on him sort of gets absorbed like a sponge. Nah. Mm-mm. So yeah, the mask is clean now. Well, it <laughs> it's trying to clean all of him. It's, uh, it, it likes this. Eno has started playing a song uh, on his lute, and uh, raining blood, kind of, kind of caking blood, and um, and so and and while while he's playing, he's casting prestidigitation, mm-hmm. just like he's just like constantly casting prestidigitation uh, over and over and over and over again which cleans one cubic foot every time he casts it. So I'm cleaning my friends off, and I, I look at Hugon, and I see that he's already got that taken care of. So <laughs> I start by by cleaning off uh, Thunuk, and I, so I'm just like... Well, there's and, an and Dren, It's really, it starts with Dren, because she's still mm-hmm. on Thunuk's back, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's Dren gets cleaned first, and then Thunuk, and then... He cleans himself off, like, and it probably takes a while. It's like a Xerox copier, but it's removing things as yeah. it goes down. It's yeah, like a scanner, like... like an old school yeah. scanner, like one a dot or, or no, uh, old dot matrix, like just one line at a time. Right. <laughs> Ugh, I hear, I hear dot matrix <laughs> printers in my nightmares. God. Um, and are you doing this Ugh. as you guys are walking out towards uh, the the main uh, the main dungeon? This is not a. Is this a stationary thing, or is this a? Hey, you're walking along. Uh, and... No, I can cast it while I'm walking. Yeah. And it says, uh, if you cast a spell multiple times, you can have up to three of its of its non instantaneous effects active at a time. But this is an instantaneous effect, so mm-hmm. my understanding is that I can just keep casting it yeah, over. Yeah, it's and a over cantrip, again. correct? You can. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you can just yep. keep on. You so and you've got, so, you, so you know you you start the the long trek out, which as we said took a few hours before. Um, a little bit harder this time because, you know, you're doing your feet the last and now, so you're walking through, uh, ash, sandy ash now with wet boots. So it's just collecting and sticking. And, you know, if you've ever, if you've ever tried to walk through very sandy soil with wet boots, it's, it's misery. It's just misery. It sucks. It does. Um, and, uh. But you're able to, a few hours later, you're able to make your way back to the uh, the main entrance that you found that you had. Um, you're able uh, to start working your way back out through the dungeon the which, uh, from, which, from whence you came. Um, and uh, you reach the lift that takes you back up to the Yawning Portal. All right, well... Eat on the shield to make the elevator come down. Mm-hmm. The shield barks, but then the uh, and it barks some more. It, it protests, um, but the, uh, the 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 you hear the the clanking mechanism of the of the uh, of the lift, and it comes down. You're able to get on. You come back up, and as you come back up, you start to hear some a combination of cheers and groans. As people, uh, as the, uh, as the wagers become due, because imagine we're quite a sight. Um, 
Well, not quite as much of a sight as you would have been had you come out just completely covered head to toe in blood. Yeah. But uh, there's it's it's you're not looking you're not looking like fresh as daisies here. You look like you you done some stuff mm-hmm. and some things. Um. But as you know that. Uh, <laughs> that would have been that would have been quite the visual just i mean the bag is probably covered in blood there you go yeah so you got this bag and it's just like the blood is still Enormous. dripping out of the bottom of it now i think Bloody i would have, sack. i think i would have cleaned everything yeah oh, fair enough okay okay i think i i think i would have cleaned everything but by that time i would have had everything like mm-hmm. this is true yeah you had as, plenty of time as clean as we went in yeah but i mean you're sweaty you know, dusty. Um, you know, clean all the you... dust too. Uh, well, I mean, you're gonna get new dust though, right? Cause... But it's, I just it's... keep clean. Like once I run out of blood to clean, I'm just cleaning the dust. Like I'm just like because we'll never wow, be clean enough. A long time. Clean everything. Yeah, we'll never be clean enough now. <laughs> um, uh, but as you know, in the yawning portal, bets are always placed when adventurers go down as to where, you know, how often they're gonna come back how far did they make it um you know so there's some you can see there's money changing hands and all that um but um in the corner um uh hugon you do see uh zent the unwise grinning ear to ear as you emerge from the yawning portal who let him in here I mean, uh, it's a rhetorical question. Like, <laughs> well, you can see there's there's a he's been given a wide berth. Yeah, he's a d- dangerous psychopath. <laughs> of course, he's been given a wide berth. <laughs> Can't believe Dernan let him in here. Is all. Do you say any of that out loud, or are you? No, hell no, 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 no. no, no. Um, well, Durnham, Durnham is quite formidable, so there might be like a. You don't fuck up my shit, I don't fuck up yours. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, I just... This is inconvenient because all the people that I would prefer to keep this private from are in the room. <laughs> um, uh, um... What is, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt your thought, but what does the Yanni portal look like? I don't remember. Are we in, are we inside of a building? Are Mm we? Yeah, the Yawning portal is a tavern in Waterdeep. uh, That, so the, the Mad Mage's dungeon is essentially that it's a tower. It's a sunken tower um, where the entrance is the top level. um, And the Yawning portal was built on top of that. So you basically have a, pretty sizable tavern of uh if i remember it's a two-level tavern um it's very big yeah um and then in the middle of this is this uh not fenced off but there's a there is a safety railing osha has approved that um mm-hmm. there's a safe there's a you know a wooden railing built around the the this portal which is yawning in mm-hmm. dimension um and there's a mechanical lift that uh you have to pay i think it's like a gold or two gold or something like that. It's like a gold for each person. Yeah. Uh, to take the lift down. And um, because people for many years were like, oh, I'll pay you when I get back. And they would never come back. So it was more yeah. like, no, you're going to, I'll make the money of you going down. You, whatever you get, you get, you know. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like a, it is not a house of ill repute by any, you know, stretch of the imagination. It's not like a high end place, but it's it's not a dive. This is where adventurers come. Arguably um, one of the more successful taverns in yeah, Waterdeep. Because if nothing else, people are there to hear stories. You know, it's like mm-hmm. sometimes it's like you'll, you'll pay the gold to go down just to go down and like touch something and come right back up. Because uh, oh, uh, I, I went to Undermountain. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Because for the average person who has one d four hit points, that in and of itself is a is a challenge. <laughs> you can know? be killed by a house cat. Yeah. Undermountain <laughs> is like it's like you know. Yeah, it's a it's it for the average. And I think it's something we always forget in D anD D is that for the average person, most of this stuff would be lethal. For you, it's like eh, I got a hangnail. Um, also, so, what an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's people of of every um, social stratus in, in, um, uh, uh, in, in, uh, from Waterdeep and around that come there to test their metal, to hear stories, to tell stories, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a theme bar, but where the theme could kill you. So, yes. Not a bad uh, place to drink, be. drink, 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 drink. You guys want to drink? I am parched. Go get some drinks. Why don't you... Mm -hmm. I uh, have already consumed a lot of alcohol today. Uh, I think I'm all right. Okay. But, you know, maybe maybe next time. Clinic leans over to, you know, I think that's why he's so grumpy. You think he needs a drink? No, I think he's had too much. Oh. So he probably needs a drink. Uh, and so so Eno goes up to the bar and he starts to, he's like, hey, uh, you mind if I exchange some services here? I'll, I'll play a song for some drinks, maybe? And the bartender is a middle-aged looking man. Barrel-chested, broad-shouldered, big mustache. And he says, no, gold will do just fine. Oh. And he reaches into his pocket. (laughs) How much gold? And as he's saying that... Wait, uh, gold for drinks? A dwarf... A Durnan's place is expensive. (laughs) Uh, Damn. uh, A dwarf comes over and... You feel a hand on your hand and keeps your hand in your pocket. And he says, his money's no good here. And Durnham looks at the dwarf and says, it's going on your tab. And uh, next to you is the dwarf that you know to be Yannick Vor. He says, Ooh. Good to see you alive. Yannick! You guys have feelings. It's been a while. I feel bad about this. I don't remember who Yannick Vor is. So Yannick Vor is somewhat of a legendary bard and storyteller. Okay. um, That Eno had had some experience with in his time in Waterdeep. 
um, his name has come up a few times as having written several volumes. Uh, he was, uh, had authored some of the tomes that you were examining in uh, Candlekeep. Um, and he is a very old-looking dwarf. Uh, snowy white hair, very intricately braided. Um, the braids seem to change uh, as they gotcha. go down. Uh, the same with the beard, and you can see all the or, or, or the various ornaments in this in this in, and again almost a pure white beard. Um, the uh, deep deep laugh lines mm-hmm. in, in around the eyes. Um, but the hand is still, while still a hand that has seen uh, labor, is also one that, uh, very gentle, though, um, uh, Eno. And he says, okay. he says, uh, it's good to see you a lot. It's, it's great to see you, too. I, I, I wasn't sure if I'd, if I'd catch up with you. Hey, you know that story you told once about... The, like, the crater with the dead trees and whatever? It was like a... It was like a... A wasteland crater thing. Uh, and he he describes the place with the, mm-hmm. the stone giant... The stone giant place that we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he heard that he remembered... I, I remember the yeah. story. We were there! My friends and I, we were... We, we were there. We ended up there... And he says, your friends? Weird. Where are your friends? Oh, uh, they're over there. And he points to where. Uh, and he sees... Uh, Hugon, uh, well, so yeah, he sees Hugon. He sees Thunak. He sees Dren sitting on top of... Uh... Yeah, Hugon has uh, probably got his back to them all at this mm-hmm. point. And he's furiously and quietly talking to uh, uh, Zim, the unwise. Um, uh in a very, hey, what the fuck, you are not supposed to be here sort of way. And uh, he, he turns and he sees uh, Thunuk and Dren, and you see a sadness uh, uh, fall into his eyes. And uh, Thunuk, are you are you looking at them? Are you are you watching Eno as he's doing this, or are you just kind of like taking it all in? Or I, I, uh, he, Thunuk didn't get a chance to take in uh, yawning world before I think mm-hmm. he's re-examining he's her maybe he's a little bit uh now that he's realizing how big this place is and where he just came from it's this is really cool he's taking it <laughs> everything in um so well, basically doing the panning of the room until he gets back to until he sees where Ina's at uh well give yeah give me a perception check as well okay Ooh. ah no wait never mind 15 15 um, you do your pan and you come back around to Eno and you see him talking to a dwarf. And the dwarf is a very familiar dwarf. You knew him by a different name, though. Is it Master? You knew him as Master. No! <laughs> and uh, that is a good place for us to take our break. Uh, no! So, <laughs> So we are going to take our uh, a brief break to do the things that humans need to do, and yes. we will be back momentarily in a few minutes. So everybody, stick around. We'll see you in just a little bit. Okay, 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 okay. We push the button. We're going to push the button, and we are live with the second push half. It. 
I pushed it. Already. It's pushed. It's pushed. It's, pushed. it's in push. We're doing it. Push it. It's too late. We're doing it. Done. Push it again. Ah. Okay. Okay. Two nineties. Anyway, um, uh, we're gonna play Dungeons and Dragons and not the best oh. song to shit to. <laughs> <laughs> not... Push it real good. <laughs> talk about really old salt like and pepper sauce. In, ter in terms of service here, I'm not sure. Oh, We're off probably. the rails right now. Yeah. We're, off the rails. We're way the fuck off. Listen, wow. find your joy when you can. Wow. Where you can. Okay. Uh, there's a whole now. Now there's a whole subreddit dedicated best songs to poop to. Anyway, um. We're not going already... to do that. We're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. When we last left our protagonists, they were in the Yawning Portal. Um, we had left off with a few moments here. Uh, Hugon was about to have a conversation with Zent the Unwise. And uh, Eno had attempted to buy some, uh, buy some drinks and was told that he would actually have to pay, that he would not be able to do, do so in trade, but then um, ran into an old comrade friend acquaintance eh, somewhere in that in that spectrum uh ran into yannick vor who also turns out to be the same person as uh Thonix, previously thought dead master and i'm going to have to have him roll against me for uh um uh, tackle hugs I was about to say for a squished. Yeah, for a squished. <laughs> for a squished. Um, so is that is that the reaction that Thunuk has? Is that just a run up and? Yes. At first, it's like stare. He gops a little bit. It's like this dead man is alive. It has been. It was confirmed, and now he sees that this person that was very dear to him is still alive. He's just been missing, I guess. Uh. And you know that you probably see these more often than not in, in, in games or in uh, movies and TV shows where the person sees someone they really hate from across the bar and they just storm across the bar and and beat the ever living crap out of them. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's that reaction, but the opposite sentiment. <laughs> uh, I imagine though, because it's the nook, it might be equally as terrifying because you're even though you're happy, you're big and stomping across the like. Yeah, it, it's, it still might be terrifying. It's 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 like it doesn't matter that it's that the giant beast is, is is really happy to see you. It's stampeding towards you. <laughs> uh, it's like my aunt's Great Dane, sweetest dog ever, but did not realize that it was large and also a Great Dane. So it was like maximum dog yeah. <laughs> and like minimum self control. <laughs> this is exactly what's happening, but in hominid format. Yeah. Um, and uh, at, just as he's about to sweep him up and grab him, he exclaimed, Master, you're alive! And just a big old. Yeah. Like a bone cracking hug. Yep. I imagine Eno getting like, kind of pushed out of the way a bit. Or does, it, or does he get swept up by accident? Is he like drawn in? Yeah. You know, but, oh. like by the vacuum. <laughs> makes a lot more sense he, it's not even the vacuum it's just the fact he's so excited he's his arms are probably grabbing also okay. Eno and whoever's standing up, up behind Eno and the other side of some the, random patron of at the Yannick. bar yeah, it's just some, like, hellish rebuke no i'm just kidding three or four <laughs> extra people get get swept up and including 
their their bar stools and everything. <laughs> There's uh, just this mass in front of Thunuk that just <laughs> and you know dread my on top. You know dread with a dread my on top. I'm holding on for dear life right now because <laughs> he just took off. It's like. Aah! Oh yeah, this is a. There's nothing. None of your controls are working. You're trying to rein back. Nope. There's nothing. No. Nope. It's not happening. <laughs> I would even imagine that as he makes, it's just a, such a sudden motion from stop into motion into this hug. It's just you hear it from Dren. You hear a. Lah! You know. It's, mm-hmm. that's, oh yeah. And, <laughs> and just bone crushing hug and. It's good to see you too, Lottie. But uh, you got. You're breaking me back. You got to put, please, Dune, Dune, Lottie. He it's good to he see you too. All, he's just going on about how everyone thought he was dead, and and he's like a serpent. And... I will love you and hug you and squish you. Crushing a rat. <laughs> Every time you exhale, the hug gets tighter. Like oh god. <laughs> oh, does Thunic just start telling the entire story from the last time he saw he, The very moment he realized Master is missing and assumed dead, he starts telling this, the tale of what has happened to him. <laughs> Lotta, you gotta... You gotta... Please... This time... It, God, please... God... Oh, 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 sorry. Here, and he put, You're put killing me! <laughs> puts down everyone and everything that he has, has picked and up. There's, and there's like... Bar stools now strewn all over the place. There's, you know, there's a random patron who did not spill his beer. Was able to, you know, just keep on just because, you know. Okay. Casually. All right. That, 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 that happened today. All right. Uh, it's Wednesday. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's Blurth Day, apparently, because I just got Blurth. Uh, <laughs> um... And yeah, just just pile, now there's like a pile of dwarf and tiefling and uh, bar stool and napkins and whatever else was just sort of swept up in this massive squeeze. Fearful greeting. And he's just more of a. Oh, I forgot that part. You're still a oh, hugger. Oh, realize he's talking about the hugging bit he actually just rewinds the story a little bit no no lot no we'll have time for that let's let's get let's get a drink let us sit down i know you all have questions has the bartender served up the well, yeah, he ha- you guys haven't ordered yet, so you have to decide what you want to order. Oh, because we right. haven't had a we haven't had a distraction of, of food and drink in a little bit. True. So, uh, I, and it I is tur- the yawning portal, so they would have a probably. I imagine that the yawning portal would have a quite a few things on tap. Um. So I turn and I say. Uh, Have you got any Yaganazers? Yaganazers? Yeah, isn't that the really bad beer? I forget if that was the. If that oh, was oh, the... oh! Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I think that was Yaganazers, like, right? Yaganazers it was something style. like that. It was exactly. Oh, the hallucination <laughs> beer? No, no it's from no. Acquisitions Incorporated. Yeah. Yaganazers. It wasn't a hallucination yeah. beer. It was like it had like hair in it. I don't think it had hair in it. 
it, it was there was some fuzziness happening in that beer, if I recall. Well, yeah, sure, they would have it. If it's brewed by Acquisitions Incorporated, I'm sure they have no doubt worked out some kind of contract with the Yawning Portal to have their things on tap. There's probably just about, you'd be hard-pressed to find a legal bar in in Waterdeep that would not have some form of one of the Ack Inc. brews. Eno remembers that that beer tastes really bad. I rolled rolled an 18 on my die. Yes. So he starts asking for Yagana. He says, do you have Yagana? No. And uh, he <laughs> says, Yannick, what, what do you recommend here? It's been a while since I've been in, in Waterdeep. I was going to order the Bog Grog. The Bog Grog? Mm-hmm. It's basically rum, orange juice, and fermented herbs. But... If the DM allows it, you get you gain advantage on saving throws against being poisoned for thirty minutes, so nobody can kill me for thirty. Because minutes. Because your liver is like working overkill, trying to keep you alive. <laughs> your liver is on high Pretty alert. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that they would have uh, bog grog. Sure, <laughs> yeah, why bog not? Grog it's like it's Here, like it's I... like the water the water the water Davian sangria apparently. <laughs> Just I'll put it I'll put it in team chat because there's literally a list of D and D drinks. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, so there's uh yeah, so you can uh, so Drenmai orders a, a bog grog, and they bring bog out grog. this, and it's thick. It's thick. When you just describe that, it, it makes me think of the um, uh, from DS Nine, the Canard. I think is what it was, the Cardassian Canard. drink that was basic Canard. Mm. It was basically like yeah. syrup. Well, I mean, because it's rum and orange juice, but then it's packed full of herbs. So yeah, so there's a there's some coagulation and thickening and the vis- high it's viscosity. Not good looking. Chunks. Well, as soon as she, as soon as she says bogrog, I'm like, oh yeah, and I was like, yeah, uh, uh, four bogrogs. And they come over with just chunk, just put the steins down, just filled, because it's a it's a cheap drink to make, and you know you're not gonna drink a lot of it because it's it's thicker than Guinness, so it's kind of like it's it's gonna, it takes a while to work its way down your esophagus. It could, it could be used as like it could it could be used as axle lubricant. Is Hugon more than thirty feet away? Hugon has taken this opportunity to break off from the group and go and talk to uh, someone that you don't recognize. Okay. So he's probably a little bit more than thirty feet away. Yeah. The yawning portal is quite large. Mm-hmm. about the size of your average margaritaville i i have no context for that. <laughs> is, is there i assume a, is there a wait staff yeah there yeah there'd be people okay. able to deliver drinks i, I try to flag somebody down to mm-hmm. have them take the bog grog over to uh hugon oh absolutely that's that's an easy thing to do so right. cool. so that's a well while, while you're doing that um hugon you have approached Zent the unwise, yeah. Uh, with uh, with your with your rack slung over your back there in the your 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 hey, trophy, daddy. right? <laughs> now I don't uh, I don't like that sentence. Wow. I would like to rewind, and I would like a new <laughs> sentence to be uttered instead of what you said. But in any case, uh, what does what does Zent the unwise have to say for himself? Oh. 
Good, you've been successful. You didn't die. That's so God, wonderful. Okay, I forgot how much I hate you. <laughs> you uh, forget how much you hate him? <laughs> yep, I forgot. I Ooh, forgot. It looks like you've got a little toy for me. I do, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up. Um, can we, uh, like, do you just need it, and then are you going to go away and do the ritual, or are you, how, how does this work? How, what do I need to do now? You just give it to me, and then we can take care of this. We can do it right now, or we can do it someplace else. Someplace private would be ad advisable, because I, um, uh, I, I don't think casting whatever level of magic in that is going to be required here would be legal uh, to do in public. So, we should, you know, exercise some caution in that regard. You just went to go out to the docks and do it, then? Yes. Wonderful. Oh, look, you have a drink coming. Do you want to have a drink before we go? I do not. In fact, if you could teleport us to the docks or get us to the docks very quickly, that would be preferable. I want this done as quickly as possible. Oh, very well. No foreplay. No one's ever fun anymore. And right as the drink comes, he just takes the drink and just... And he does, like... I mean, he just, like... It's almost like he just opens up his throat and just pours the drink in. Just down. Down the gullet. Well, away we go! And just... Just sort of touches you, and you feel, like, this tugging motion. Mm -hmm. And you just... And you find yourself... Uh, on the, uh, on a, on a, at the, uh, in the, in the harbor now, not like in right. the actual harbor, but <laughs> in the water, like, in God the water, damn it. <laughs> you should have been more specific. Uh, no, but you find yourself, uh, standing on a, on a, on one of the wider, like main piers. Um, and at this point it, you can see it is evening. So there's not as many people on the docks. Um, the sun is sitting very low in the horizon. Uh, you can see, as you look up at Waterdeep, you can see all the lights and torches are starting to light the city up. Um, um, it, listen, if you were going to make a postcard, this would be the place you'd want to take this photo. You know, because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, nice. You can still see the buildings. You can still see the outline. But you see all the lights. It's very, very nice. Um, but he says, well, we're here. Gimme, 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 gimme. All right. And he opens the sack and offers the opened sack to... Zint. Ooh. Or Zim, or, I'm sorry, I, his, his name confuses me sometimes when <laughs> I say it wrong. Oh, you naughty boy, that's where you've been all this time. I don't like Welcome that Welcome home. Daddy missed you. And he, like, reaches in and grabs the, 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 um, he, he grabs the, uh, the skull out of there. And he looks at it, and he just plops it on his head. It's a helmet. And immediately, you just see, like, it, like, attaches to his head. Mm -hmm. And you start to hear uh, a sound, uh, a, a couple of sounds. There's some squishing. Mm -hmm. There's the sound of, like, um, it sounds like sausage being squeezed out of its casing. Okay. And uh, a lot of uh, snapping and... Mm -hmm. And yep. his form immediately begins to change. 
and okay. the arms and the legs become too long. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see he starts like he almost gets like that club foot, uh, where he's almost walking on his toes, and the arms become long enough where the knuckles are able to drag on the ground, and uh, yep. uh, and it looks like everything's sort of changing now, where it looks like he's almost made of like rags and twigs and moss and the face becomes uh his face actually sort of melds into the mask itself uh, or into the helmet itself where his face is now this deer looking thing and you can see these little pinpricks of red light glowing from inside the eye sockets but otherwise they're just dark and empty and uh He's like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. Now, what is it you wish to see destroyed? And Hugon offers up the bracer. Like, Hugon is not really unnerved or bothered by this. <laughs> like, he kind of expected some shit to go wrong. I am concerned as a player now because um, <laughs> very specific things happen when you cause trouble in Waterdeep. And I'm worried about those. <laughs> Uh, but uh, he he offers up the the item and says, as part of our agreement, this must be destroyed utterly. Stand closed. You're not gonna want to get caught in the blast wave for this. Stand, and he takes stand the... close. I don't want to be blown up by this explosion that will happen near us. Is that? Did I hear that right? You heard exactly correctly. Uh... And All right. he takes this the, this forearm just too long, fingers too long. There might be an extra knuckle in there somewhere. You're not sure. And he takes the bracer because now he's standing almost uh, 10 feet tall. Uh, and he, and he, he this too large hand, which could easily fit all the way around your head now with the fingers and claws, mm. takes the bracer out of your hand and he holds it up and just... And just snaps it. And there's a brief moment of where things just go silent. And then you hear uh, a deep bass note that you feel right in your sternum. And then there's just a... And there's this red energy that releases from where the bracer was and begins to wash over the city and out into the harbor. And you can see like the, the ships are starting to like being pushed over, like a great wind is pushing them. Um, not all the way over, but they're like listing very hard to one side and you can hear their shouts from various ships as sailors are trying to secure cargo or they're trying to, you're hearing lines strain and possibly snap uh, as it, as it pushes out throughout the harbor. Mm-hmm. Okay, that it, this is precisely what I was concerned about. <laughs> uh, Hugon crosses his arms and goes, "It's done then." Well, this is done, but now the fun gets started. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, this is a super, super bad idea. <laughs> um. Mm. 
Okay, alright, this is what's <laughs> gonna happen. Hugon... I assume this thing is, like, stooped over him, right? Uh, well, I mean, it's standing in front of you. Okay, but, like, it, it's not, like, hunched or anything like that, it's... it's well, it, like... it's, it, like, uh, it walks on all fours, kind of, um... Okay. If you... I get what you're... T- I yeah. get the imagery. Yeah, so he's ten feet tall, so it's, like, he's kind of, like, I guess a little stooped. He's got a stooped posture, but he's still, like, towering over you. Okay. Uh. Uh. The description right. of this thing sounds unpleasantly familiar. It looks like a, um, it, it, visually, to me, it looks like a, uh, a lesson from Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not good. Th- th- that's a bad thing. Uh. Hugon will grab it by, like, it, it's got a deer skull shape face, right? It does. Or an elk skull. Uh, so yes, yes. It, it's got that snout hole. Uh, yes, it does. Hugon will snap out his hand and grab it by that. Okay. And simultaneously trigger the uh, portal effect of his bracer. And Por- portal effect, like the the weapon summoning thing. Oh, 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 yes. Okay, okay. And he will. The goal here is for them to both be dragged into the portal that summons the weapon. So he wants to drag himself, and I want I want us to be removed from this plane to wherever that portal goes. Yes, that that's what's happening. I want that to happen. That that is the goal. Because this is something that I did not in, that Hugon did not intend to happen. Okay. Uh he he is uh unnerved that um the artifact was not also destroyed. It was implied that you needed an opposite effect to neutralize the one. Mhm. Not that, like, oh, I'm going to get an artifact that you have gotten for me, and now I'm going to wear it and cause trouble. <laughs> that was not part of the agreement. Uh, uh, or at give, least that was not what was intimated. Give me a strength check. All right. To see if you're able to hold on. Uh, I would like advantage for this if I have the charges. So, let me see. How many charges do you have? You have, uh, you have zero charges. Okay. So... Cannot have, have advantage. A, you have a Can big fat. You advantage. Uh, yes, you would be able to give two of your charges to him. Yes, that sounds good. Okay. All right, so we shall do that. <gasps> uh, take Thunic down to now two charges. All right. So the uh, I'm assuming this is an athletics test. Uh, uh, I will allow. I will allow it to be athletics. Yes. Okay. So that is a uh, twenty-two. Okay. For the first roll. All right. Okay, so 22 was the higher of the two rolls because the second roll was a four on the dice. Yeah, that's not good. That's a that's a. And strap. it's not like I'm trying to drag him. I'm just and, trying to hold him in place. And your name is not Straub, so it doesn't work. Yeah. Fours um, yeah. are my 20s. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you grab a hold of him and you activate the bracer, and you can feel like there's a vibration because you're trying to, like, do 
you're, you're, you're trying, this is off-label use. This is not how the bracer is meant to be used, right? So there's a, the, the, there, you can feel like the vibration and you're holding on as tight as you can. And he goes, oh, this is going to be so much fun. I knew you would be fun to be around, but there's one problem. You're going to need more friends. And right as he says that, uh, you can feel the portal open as if you were trying to summon the uh, one of your weapons, but instead you're able to kind of push it the opposite direction. And as the polarity reverses, uh, you feel like you're being pulled through a keyhole. Um, that probably hurts. And I need I you to make go. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, actually, I think wisdom might be one of my better saves. Now that I think of it. I know I get proficiency in strength and constitution saves, but mm -hmm. I don't think... No, so... Ah. Ooh! That's a 20! That's a 20! Ah. Yes! <laughs> I don't know if you can actually see that I did that. <laughs> um, Alright, so uh, you take no psychic damage as you're drawn through this portal into Psychic damage another sucks. Oh my realm. God. <laughs> um, we're going to come back to that in just a moment here, because we're going to go back into Waterdeep to, uh, or back to the Yawning Portal, where uh, you have uh, sat down uh, Eno and Thunuk and Drenmai and Yannick Vor. You've, you've grabbed yourself a booth. Um, although I think for Thunuk, it might be like a chair on the end of the booth, because he might not fit in the booth. Yeah, if you can imagine Thunuk trying to sit down in a booth at Applebee's, it just probably wouldn't work. It would just be... There's no room for the knees. No, mm. no, no, there would be. Yeah. Unless it's a family-sized booth, then he takes up, like, all of the foot space. Like, <laughs> his legs are kicked out. Um, I mean, it's still a tight fit. I mean, the knees, your knees are, like, up at the table edge and here, and you've got the, you've got the bog grog. Um, He's probably sitting on a very large footstool. Mm -hmm. so he's at, like, the correct level to be at eye level with everyone at the table. <laughs> like, a very wide footstool. Not, like, large, high. Yeah. Like Just, yeah. A large foot goes on this footstool. Um, and, and so, yeah, you're, you're all sitting down in the, uh, in, in this booth here. And, uh, and, uh, and, and Yannick Vor, uh, says to you, he goes, I'm glad to see that this world has not broken you. I always well, worried you were too sensitive, but... Nah. You look good, lad. Thank you. And you have some new friends? Yes. These are my new friends. This is Eno. He's my newest friend. And this is Drenmai. She's not as new, but she's also a new friend. <laughs> and he and he looks at Drenmine. He says, "Are you a gem weaver?" Mm-hmm. You look like your daddy. How do you know, Pappy? We had a few joints.
Stories for another time, though. He may not want his daughter hearing some of the things he did. Oh. After I got past 100, Poppy told me things. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't tell you all the things. Probably not. <laughs> are, are they bad things? Uh, eh. Not bad. More <laughs> embarrassing? Maybe. Though he was never one to get embarrassed by much. He was a bit of a troublemaker, though. Classic Jim Weaver. And if she's anything like her daddy, she doesn't need any encouragement. Thunuk does not react, and in any way, shape, or form, he does not want to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> Still a polite one, I can see. Thunuk, I owe you an apology. Are, are you, I mean, you, you look like everything's okay. Did something happen? I had to leave. And I had to leave. And I thought I was doing you good. I thought I was doing right by you by not having you come look for me, because I think you would have. Well, yeah. And it was better that you didn't. But there's probably a better way for me to have gone about it, and I shouldn't have given you as much pain as I did. did think you were dead. Well, that was by design. Um, but you uh, deserved I, better. Well, why, did, why did you pretend to be dead? I didn't want you coming after me. There were things that needed doing. Things that I couldn't involve you in. Is, are you in trouble? Did you do something wrong? A long time ago, perhaps. And I feel that those chickens are coming home to roost. An old enemy has reared its head. That needed to, I needed to go and start to deal with it. And I couldn't drag you into my problems. What was the, th the thing? The, the enemy? The person? Story for another is. time. Tell me, what have you all been up to? That was a bad move. <laughs> into his story. Right where he left off. <laughs> So Thunic launches into the life story of from the moment he thought, yeah. <laughs> like the moment that that he thought that uh, his master was dead, he probably stopped at like, and then there was the funeral, and we did this and that, and blah blah blah, and then there was a letter, and then he left, and and he's now at the point where he's like, he's meeting his new friends for the first time, and he just starts going on, and on, and on. <laughs> And then, and then we, and then we. 
and then there was this abominable snowman and he helped us but we almost <laughs> and, and uh and Dren ate an egg the, and <laughs> when the shadow fell into the shadow part was very, very unpleasant um and there was a big glowing tree and uh and so on and and uh and uh, then there were uh, there was laughing monsters. Uh, the laughing monsters were very un very un disgusting. They're, they're gross. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, and then there's zombies. There's zombies, and the uh, under underneath Pinedale, um, and um, and then we we and then we he starts as as he's getting closer to now. He's he's taking step breaks every so often to take a drink, and he's starting to like lose coherence as to where the story goes, and he's just sort of like cliffs noting it because he's like a little bit tipsy, but also he's not entirely certain where he's going with this, where where what he's already talked about. Wait, no, um, that didn't happen then. It happened later. No, but that happened before, and this, this yeah. starts getting out of order. Um, and then he mentions. Uh, then we finally get to the part where he finds his family, but completely glosses over the fact that uh, uh, the fact that his sister is working as a cook. But it goes into great detail at, uh, about the uh, I forget what we what you decided to name them the the wasp doll things. Oh Grim yeah, phages. Grim phages, yeah. Grim phages, yeah goes into great detail about the grim phages <laughs> um, and the meat snatcher and the meat snatcher uh, yeah i don't know i still don't like that name and i still don't like that experience the meat snatcher no no that was bad <laughs> it's a cool fight though um <laughs> uh, and then, uh, then we went to a place called Candlekeep, which had the most books i've ever seen in my entire life and they let me look at them and and then we went to uh uh, then we came here. And so over the course of the story, how many rounds do you think you're in at this point? How many, how many rounds? How how many rounds of drinks have been ordered? How much food has come to the table at this point? I'd say at least three rounds. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be about right. A three Probably rounds. Be, might actually be more for Thunic because the, unless they're giving him like Thunic-sized tankards, because these aren't like he's taking a sip or two from them quickly i think they would give you the normal size tankards because they're trying to maximize profit margin like if you ordered like one of the big specialty like fishbowl drinks it turns out it's like mostly water yeah right but they charge you like extra money for it because you know you want the the blue malibu you know You're but really going with those whole margaritaville uh, <laughs> metaphor um yeah, but I would think in this case, like the, the way that yeah, the way that this place is run, it's no, no. There is one size drink for this. You get it in a stein. Well, I'm bigger. Great. Buy two. <laughs> so, um, no, he's actually probably at the same rate as everyone else because he's he's doing all the talk, he's mm -hmm. doing all the storytelling. Yeah. Um, and, and during the I'm sorry, dragons. go ahead. Then I met dragons. I met nice dragons. Uh, and during the course of this, uh, the three of you start to notice that your bracers, um, the summoning button, the stone on that that summons your armor and weapons, uh, starts flashing red. And there's like a little vibration to it every time it flashes. Like, yeah. uh, uh, 
I I try to get like while Thunuk is is talking, like I don't want to interrupt Thunuk, mm -hmm. but I try to get Dren's attention, uh, but not to interrupt Thunuk. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, I uh, I just kind of go, Dren. Me. Look, 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 look. And I point like, I I put my drink down and I. I point to the bracer and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's in my pocket." I pull it out. So it's flashing. Flashing red, yes. I'll shake it. Like something. As she sh she's shaking it. I shake my wrist. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> we're supposed to. Maybe we're supposed to shake it. Because I'm like inebriated. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm like. Does, uh, does anything happen? <laughs> uh, shaking it, no. Shaking does not do anything to it, no. Okay, I'm smashing it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Is it bro like it's broken? It's the <laughs> so we're going for a diagnostic here, a concussive, yes. con concussive clang, maintenance. Clang, clang. Uh, give me an intelligence check. Mm. A Tinker Gnome diagnostic check. That's a nine. Nope, you don't know what's broken about it. Um, is there like a specific button or something that's flashing? Yeah, the the summon button, the the uh, the is armor there... summoning. Smashing the button. <laughs> Repeatedly, not just once. <laughs> um, I will allow for an, an additional uh, diagnostic roll. Okay. Uh, just spamming spamming the summon button. Yeah, that one's 21. Uh, you think this is probably an error of some kind. Um, that whatever the summoning... Because as you were doing that, the your armor wasn't summoning and unsummoning. Um, mm. So you think there might be some kind of error that in some way the mechanism that makes this work uh, is not working properly at the moment. I'm now fully intrigued. It's like that instant sober moment mm -hmm. because something of more interest has happened. So anything that's in front of me, I immediately clear out. It's probably all over the floor <laughs> and uh, get the bag out, get all of my tools. And I immediately go into <laughs> I like, love it. So it's like, oh, it's broken. And like, the, I would imagine this, like, it's, it's like a roll, right? So the roll comes out and you unroll it and it's just, and it's like all of the tools. All my tools just immediately in front of me. All food and drink that was in front of me is now on the floor. The goggles are down. Or There's also various things are getting plugged into it. Oh, look at the bracelet. Um, mm -hmm. Right. So uh, automatic go. diagnostic mode. Um, Hugon, uh, after being pulled through this keyhole, mm. um, uh, brain first. Yes. Uh, you are. It's a jarring experience, but you. Uh, are able to very very quickly regain your senses about you. You you don't like mm -hmm. you don't black out. Um, you're able to stave that off. Your sheer force of will, whether that was from something inside of you or something from the help of having Delotha, um, you know, melted onto your onto your brain pan. You're not sure, but uh, you find yourself in the midst 
of a pitched battle all around you. And you find it's just everywhere you look, you hear nothing but the sound of battle of of <laughs> uh, you 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 can hear the sounds of metal clanging on metal of shouts of uh, commands of of people attacking of people dying of people being wounded uh, nothing you can see every or everything you can see as far as you can see is just seems to be an endless field of battle there's no um in your immediate sight you cannot see anything but this wide open it looks like a dried out lake bed mm-hmm. um the only thing that you're seeing are like occasionally there's staffs and um banners that are jammed into the ground sometimes with only the very just barely tatters of banner hanging from these from these things uh dust cloud surrounds the horizon under the horizon you're under a uh a yellowish sky um that just appears to be like an endless overcast it's not storming that you can tell um, but it just seems like endless battle, but there seems to be a space around you. You're not like backed up, like where there's like someone right on top of you, but he, you find yourself in this like cleared out area from however you got here. Um, did with... I get Zim with me? Oh, Zim is with you. And if it was possible for a skull to smile, it is, uh, it, the skull would be smiling. So I imagine Hugon's to... still got a hold of him. Yeah, he's still he there, goes, and he's like right in your face. Like, do, you, do you want to do this here? This is my home. And the <laughs> mask uh, ripples in a very disconcerting way, and then it hardens from meat into what looks like a carapace. Uh, like sharp and angular and like a bit spiky. <laughs> And uh, the only thing, like, instead of there being eyes now, mm-hmm. wh- you know, okay, so you know how his mask had, like, the sort of slats in it for his mouth, but you, there was an actual, like, grate there mm-hmm. so that he could breathe through it? Mm-hmm. Um, now the sort of positions are reversed. The eyes are mostly covered. Mm-hmm. Like with with that grate, and the mouth is open, and it looks like um, <laughs> how could I describe this? Does everyone remember the first Lord of the Rings movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Balrog? Yes. Mm-hmm. You remember when it opens its mouth and roars, and it sounds like a blast furnace? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's basically the sound coming out of the mask. Ooh. And he, the, like, it's hard to tell if Hugon can actually see out of the mask anymore. And he goes, Welcome to Acheron, home of war. (laughs) And what do you do? Well, um, firstly, I see if, if there's, uh, combatants around us oh there's combatants around you they're not like on top of you at the moment but 
I would like then to roll an intimidate check to command them. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me an intimidation check. May I have advantage for Delotha for this purpose? You may not. Fair enough. Not in this realm. Uh, that is a 18. An 18. 11 plus 7 is 8. Yes, yes, it is 18. So. Is no, 11 plus 6 is 17, 17. not 18. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, give me... What is it that what is it that Hugon says or does to do this intimidation? Is it like a Spartans on me? No, it's like a <laughs> No, he just he just shouts and trusts in the nature of this place. Mm -hmm. He just says fight this one. Uh, okay. And so you shout this command and uh, four warriors break off and begin to take up a formation behind you. Um, all of them, uh, all of them carrying uh, large two-handed maces, full plate um oh it's kids playing i was like what the oh, good we have a sound effect now um <laughs> <laughs> and um you know what i guess at this point uh roll for initiative all of us are just him um why don't i get all of you ahead. just in case okay just right. in case so, okay 16 Hang on one second. Just let me do this. Um, one. Give me a second here. Hang on. One. One. Stop it. One. Stop it. Jack Stop it. Um, okay. So anyone get uh, between uh, 21 and 25? Anyone get between 16 and 20? Yep. What did you get? 16. 16. Okay. Did anyone get between uh, 11 and 15. Yes. That would be Eno. And a 15. Excellent. And then uh, uh, Hugon, what did you get? Uh, I got a 7. A 7. And what did you get, Thunuk? 4. That is on brand. <laughs> and let's see. So we got, and we got Hugon... Okay, and then we have um, okay. So we'll do this. Uh, Drenmai, what are you going to do to diagnose this thing that is in front of you? Mm. You've pulled out all of your tools. You've got it laid out in front of you. The rest of you have seen her do this. This, and you can see she's focused on her bracer now. I will be pulling on my tinker gnome, which I get advantage on, and I am going to start with investigation okay investigation just to see what i can disassemble johnny number five. um that's 21 
A 21. Um, all right, so you started to... You've, this is probably not the first time you've tinkered with the bracers because, you know, it's essentially Faerunian... Not at all. <laughs> it's Faerunian tech, and the best way to understand how something works is to take it apart. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is, even people. The best way to understand a person yep. is to take them apart. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, this probably isn't the first time. So you're aware of kind of like how the of the mechanics of this, of how this thing actually works. Um, so you think that there is actually, uh, as you take it apart, you can see that it, it appears that the, um, that the summoning function, uh, the polarity has been reversed. And okay. that's what's, that's what's, that's what's kicking up the error message. So, uh, but that would be your turn. That would be your I'll say that's that's your turn to doing that all that investigation. Uh, Eno, is there anything you would like to do in the immediate present of Drenmai taking this apart or in the course of stories being told? Yeah. Um, I press the communication button. Mm-hmm. And I say, Hugon, something's wrong with our wristband. Are you okay? I don't know. Can the bracer respond across planes? It cannot. You are getting nothing but uh, static and interference. Does this sound like a voice from God? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's nothing but uh, it's. You're hearing static and interference. You know, just that. You know, there's no, no discernible signal. You're not picking up on anything in particular. And just as I'm doing that, I'm also looking to see if I can see Thunex bracer is also flashing. Uh, yeah, you would, if he's if his bracer is on, you would see that it is in fact flashing. Um, back to back to Acheron. Um, you've got the uh, you've got Zent in this uh, hold here, and now these four warriors are each going to come up and take a swing uh, at him. Let me write this down real quick. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and, okay. Uh, that is a miss. That is a hit. And, whoa, a blomp. One of our, one of your warriors. Uh, blomped there. So, each one of them, hang on, let me get out my... I wasn't expecting this specific tactic, so it's a good thing I brought all my books over to me today. Because otherwise I'd have to walk all the way across the room. And let's see, these are... Alright, I'm going to do that. Okay, so each one of these is going to do 1d12. Because two-handed mace in Acheron, where things are meant to do owies. Okay. Uh, Okay. So uh, the warriors come up from behind you, and they just start wailing away. They try to wail away on this thing, and it seems like only two of them are able to make any kind of real connection as uh, Zent is attempting to uh, fend them off, and two of them are able to connect. Uh, One of them is able to connect pretty solidly 
like right in the body of it, but it doesn't seem to really phase him that much. Um, okay. And now it is his turn. So, uh, uh, huh, 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 let's do this. Uh, so the first thing it's going to do is it's going to, it's going to, uh, it's going to lash out with its claws at, uh, two of your comrades here. And my hope is that this fight draws enough attention from something bigger and meaner than us that it <laughs> decides to take interest. Um, yeah, and he's able to do, uh, he's able to just, he misses with one, but the other one just swipes one of these other warriors. Like, it's it's almost like uh, when Sauron, in the beginning of Lord of the Rings, to continue that original yep. metaphor, when he's swinging away and just clubbing people away, and he's able to do uh, quite a quite a good hit there. Um, and, and nail one of them. But uh, I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Okay. Uh, 14 on the die. I think I've got a plus two charisma. That would be a 16. Um, well, that is good enough. Uh, he, <sighs> you see the eyes flare in front of you. And uh, it um, you, you feel like a tugging on your very life essence as he does so. But you're able to... Um, able to will this power and keep it at bay uh, as best you can. But now it is your turn to attack. Okay. Um, I'm going to attack it a lot. <laughs> do many attacks. I'm going to do all of the attacks. Well, firstly, I'm going to, I'm just going to start rolling and we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, you can attack. It's just a matter of whether they're successful. Uh, first attack is a miss. Okay. They rolled a three. Yeah, that, that misses. Uh, second attack is a 20, dirty 20. Uh, dirty 20 would in fact hit. Would in fact hit. It would. And then in fact there's hit. the, the itty bitty bonk attack, uh, which is a 15. Nope. That does not hit. Okay. I will now roll damage. might be time to pull out some of my Battlemaster stuff, actually, <laughs> now that I think of it. Hang I on. I shall expend a superiority die. I could... I might. You know, whoa. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, let me just see here. Okay. Um... Let's see what my maneuvers are. Sorry. It's more of a it's more of a gesture. I've invented a maneuver. Yeah, I can't do that. It sucks because I already I accidentally closed D and D Beyond oh. to open up something else. Well, that's and okay. I was like, wait a minute, no! <laughs> Well, while, while you're figuring that out, we can just, because he's not right there, Thunic, is there anything you would like to do with your uh, your slot in the initiative order? I suppose I should probably roll for perception to see if I detect whether my, my wrist is vibrating. Sure. Because he's, so, in, he's, so, in, my... he's so involved in the story and yeah. with, with, with Master being there. and A 19. 
you absolutely know that it is flashing and vibrating and you've seen that Drenmai is now doing her thing and you know it's never really done this before. Um, and I... He's so enthused about telling his master what has happened to him in the last year or so that he feels he's like he okay let's see if he uh, I'm gonna say I'm really gonna roll a d4 and three and four is he realizes he should probably look into what this is in one and two is he's actually gonna go into the story where the braces came from what they do okay he goes into the story but the where the braces came from <laughs> what they do oh and this thing gets yeah, flashing this but it, thing, this is if I push this button um, it, it makes my armor go away uh, and, and, my, and I switches into my daily clothes and if I push this button I can talk to people and I'm not really sure what this third button does um, and and uh, I'm not more sure why this button is flashing though um, <laughs> my why is this button flashing I'm in like full diagnostic mode I'll find out in a minute Okay. Uh, Hugon, what, how are you going to... What would you like to do here? I am checking uh, my maneuvers. Uh, I managed to get back in. Um, you hit a creature. Okay, I will expend a superiority die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will allow one of the remaining soldiers to... Um, I will command a creature that uh, an ally that I can Mm -hmm. can see and hear me Mm -hmm. to use its reaction to move up to half its speed without provoking attacks of opportunity Mm -hmm. from the thing that I just hit to get into a better position around it okay it's like a flanking position for instance alright so you use your battle superiority die and and you're able to command get around the other side you dumb piece of shit (laughs) sorry Um, it's a 7 on the die plus uh 7 plus 7 is 14, plus 3 is 17. 17 to damage. 17 damage. Okay. I'm kind of envisioning that you're, you're commanding him. is like you're almost hitting, like you tinge into boot camp voice, and the guy's like, oh, shit. Oh, uh, I seem to have summoned a sergeant. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> um, Drenmai, we are back up to you in the order. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Were you done that? Was that your turn? I'm sorry. I don't. Yes, wanna... that is the end of okay. my turn. All right, and we did the Thonic thing. So, Drenmai, you have uh, diagno- you have diagnosticated it. So, you've done the diagnosticamancy. From what I had last time, I'm basically guessing this is something like Arcana wrong. Uh, Man? yeah, you yeah you would have to do some kind of Arca- Arcana check in order to. Uh, so, yeah, it would be Arcana to figure out how you're going to reverse the polarity. Okay. Uh, I shall do an Arcana check. Mm, 27. Jesus. Um, all right. So you're trying. So you want to use, use this ability to try to reverse the reversed polarity? Is that what we're attempting to do I just want to get this, for this check, I'm just trying to get the knowledge. And then I'm going to try to reverse. 
Oh, so this is trying to figure out how you would go about doing that. Yes. Ah, okay. Um, well, a few options go through your mind. Uh, most obvious being is if you tried it, uh, a, an inverse tachyon pulse, that would obviously, you know, fix it. Um, if you cycled the, uh, the power coils, that would probably help it as well. But being as how you have neither one of those things here, um, you do think that you would need to uh, sever the connection and then reattach it. So basically you do, the answer is you need to turn it off and back on again. And you think that could possibly uh, fix it and reverse the effects. Okay. So, so then for my basically movement, I'm going to take this entire thing apart. <laughs> so there would be no possible like energy source touching it. Ah, okay. So you're trying to create the static free environment. I'm turning I'm turning it off, mm -hmm. which for me means every piece is laid out in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I would imagine that the workmat actually has probably some surfaces on there that are meant to be slightly insulated, mm -hmm. you know, because it's know. it's when you when you have the the, the rollout tool, mm -hmm. there's the flap that covers it all. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's the workspace. These are the tools. <laughs> um, I may have one in real life. <laughs> uh, Eno, is there anything you would like to do with this particular part of your turn? Um. No, I think I think you know is is watching Dren right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Okay, so Hugon, your uh, allies are going to now back in back in Acheron. They're gonna uh, move in for another attack on your on your buddy here, and that one dude gets an advantage because flanking. Okay. And okay, that's one hit. That is two hits. That is, we'll say three hits that they were able okay. to lob in this uh, one's general direction. Four, all right, that's nine. And, oh, 12 is 21. Okay, so, all right. Um, yeah, they're able to move into position, and the one's able to get a really good crack right at like the, right at the base of if he had a spine, maybe in that region, right mm -hmm. in the sacral region. Um, but they were all able to uh, come in there, and they're still coming in and pounding away at him, just pretty much mindlessly at this point. There's no, it's it's there's not even any thought as to why they're doing it. It's just like, oh, hit something, hit this. Time to fight now. Someone told me this to is, hit. This is like the plane of forty k orcs. <laughs> it's fight time. Just ah! fighting all the time. Um, but now it is Zent's turn, and now his attention is on you, Hugon. And uh, he is going to come at you. He, the claws just come swiping at you here. Good, um, bring it. I ain't afraid. And that would uh, not be a hit, would it? No, I'm guessing a 12 does not hit. Or is it a No, no, I'm sorry. Does a 17 hit? It does not actually okay. hit. But I'm assuming that a natural 20 does. Of course. Of course. All right. 
So he is going to do, all right, let's see. It's 2d10 plus 6, then or 2d6, 2d10 doubled. So I almost, yeah, I, okay, I'm not going to say that out loud. All right, mind. so that's 10. I was going to say a thing. I'm not going to say it anymore. 11, 22 uh, plus 6. 22 plus 6 is 28. He does 28 points of uh, slashing damage to you. So he just like, just like comes right at you. And I do need you to make another charisma saving throw. Charisma save. Okay. You said 28 points or 28 points? 28 points of slashing damage to Uh, your torso. That is a one. Um, You feel, again, the, the, the eyes flare up as they lock in on you. And um, you feel like this draw on your very life force. And hang on. What's the right die here? I want this one. And 2d20. (laughs) And your your maximum your maximum hit points are reduced by 11. Okay. As he dra- uh, as you just now, is feel- this after damage is assigned or before damage is assigned? Uh, this was after all the damage was assigned. Okay, yeah. so... Hang on. Minus... Oh, that's not the right button at all. Oop. And you see some of his wounds uh, from from the previous attack start to, uh, start to heal as he does this. Okay. Um, but it is now your turn. Max. So my max is now 85. Okay. My turn? Okay. It is your turn. Uh, yes. I, I do I do more attacky. More attacky? More attacky. Attack, attack. Uh, that is a 17 on the die. I assume that's a hit. Uh, yes. For a total of 24, I should Yes, say. that would, in fact, hit. Yes. Uh, and then a uh, 13. A 13 total? Total. Yeah, it does not hit. Okay. So, um, as a bonus action, I will expend a... Oh, did I get advantage for flanking? I didn't roll if I did. Uh, are you flanking? You're right in front of him. Right, but I m- commanded somebody to move behind him. Yeah, they got the flanking advantage. Okay. If they're behind so, him, then they... Yeah, if you're still right in front of him, you're not flanking I thought if, if the creature was flanked, the people attacking it... From the flanking positions. From get. the flanking positions, yes. get it, but not you. If you're right in front of him still, but you would if not. I'm fl- no, 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 I'm, no. If I'm causing the flank, do I not no, benefit that's... from the flank? Uh, n- no. Well, you're benefiting because your your allies are around them and they're getting the advantage on their rolls. But okay. if you're still right in front of them, even if you're commanding people, you're still right in front in their attention. So you wouldn't get any advantage for because you're not flanking them. You would ha- you would have have to have moved into a flanking position. In order okay. to get get that, but uh, everybody else is getting flanked. Yes, yes, and that's how they were able okay. to. That's good. Yes. Yeah. We we want them to keep having flanking. Yes. Um, and as a result, I spend a superiority die, and uh, activate commander strike. Uh, I forego a attack, which I have three attacks a turn, so mm-hmm. I forego one of them. You use a bonus action to direct one of my companions to strike. When you do so, I choose a friendly creature. The one behind him, flanking, okay. who can see or hear me, and expend a superiority die. The creature can immediately use its reaction to make one attack, adding the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. 
So I will roll damage, and I receive a 9 damage to it, and now the superiority. Uh, the next, or the person who is spending the reaction to attack this creature adds 7 to their damage roll. Well, it would help if they actually hit. Did they hit? They did not. With advantage, they you, missed. They both both were too low. You're fired. You're fired. And also, you're demoted. And uh, also, uh, you're disgraced. And also, um, I hate. <laughs> so uh, as one of your allies attempts to make the attack, it's almost like they were just going for just a little too much. You know, they got a little greedy, and they went for the attack, and, he, and, and Zent was able to basically just bat them out of the way. And you know he and you're able to get a couple more clubs in there, and he goes, "Oh, but you're still so delicious." Uh, Thunuk, you see Dren attempting to work on this thing. Is there anything you would like to do, or are you still telling the story now of something else? <laughs> um, no, actually, he. Uh... We were on the topic of the bracer and the armor thing. He's like, let me show you how it works. And he hits the button. And nothing happens. And it's like, um, supposed to make my armor go away or come back again. Um, I'm sure it does, lad. I'm sure it does. But it, it normally does. He hits the button again and he's like, like really willing it to work like why don't you <laughs> you're embarrassing me in front of my master <laughs> do the cool thing <laughs> like fucking around with the phone like no 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 but it works it works it works um, I think it... I, I kind of like like under his breath like by the floor you were working just fine this morning and I think in, in his, when he does that he might accidentally sort of like Pour some, a little bit of uh, of himself into that. Like mm -hmm. push some, push some uh, uh, clerical will into it. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Saving throw. Yeah. Nineteen. Um, as you do that, you feel spiritually almost like you were leaning over an edge and you almost fell into a hole, but you were able to pull yourself back. Like when you've been on the edge, you've been, you've probably had a situation where you've, you know, you've been on the edge of a cliff or a high embankment or a ladder and you're like leaning over and you're looking, but you look just a little too far and you start to lose your balance, but you're able to quick pull back. And you have that moment of yeah. like, whoa, that was a close one. And that's the kind of feeling you have on a more spiritual level as you were like, felt you, you felt like your consciousness connecting with this in a way that it hadn't before. Um, and it felt like, whoa, that was a close one. Ooh. So, uh, Drenmai. All right. So now that I've got everything taken apart, I'm assuming that I don't see any, like, flashing lights. Uh, no, you were able to successfully power it down. Um, yeah, so you think that, you know, you could, 
how would you like to proceed in order now to... Now I would like to reassemble Johnny number five. <laughs> but I want to add in a, an extra button. You want to add an extra button. Okay. What is the extra button you're attempting to add? No idea yet. I'm just, since I have it apart, I'm going to uh, add in a button for, for future purposes. So you're, you're adding in a an unassigned macro button. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> She's pulling a Linux on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to use this yet, for. But, but I might need it. But I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. All right. Give me... All right. So there's three buttons existing. Do you want to add a fourth, or are you just repurposing one of them? No. I'm just adding one. Okay. So I'm going to need... We're going to do this. We're going to do... Uh, And I'm gonna kind of duplicate the. We need the to have a one. best two out of three. You need to have two successes out of three uh, successes on a tinker check. We're gonna and each one's gonna take you a turn as you're reassembling this, in okay. order to uh, make this work. If you get to two before you get to three before you lose two, then you're successful. If you don't, then uh, there will be consequences and repercussions. Okay, what do I gotta beat? Uh, I am going to give you a challenge rating of this of a 15. Okay. It's a good thing I get advantage on tinker checks. I blomped on the first one. Don't even Ooh. care. Okay. I well... am an expert on buttons. <laughs> you have advantage versus buttons. Um, well, that would actually I give you two successes blocked. right away, I would say, because, you know, it's a oh, yeah, crit. I know everything about buttons. So it's like, <laughs> and you're able to, it just, it's... It, We've all had those projects where it should just go together correctly, and it does not. For whatever reason, just the laws of physics shifted subtly during the course of our time of making something. But this is not the case. Everything went back together exactly as it was supposed to. The wires lined up, and you're able to turn. You can see now as it, like, powers back on as quietly as it does. Um, everyone, you see, like, the red light goes away. The, vi the vibration stops. It does appear to be working now. Um uh, Hugon, uh, you feel a sudden tug on your brain again, mm -hmm. and you feel yourself yanked out by the brain through the keyhole again, and I need you to make another oh. wisdom check. Okay, that's wisdom. not what I was expecting at all. A wisdom saving throw. Um, that is significantly worse than last time. That is a seven. Oh. Which of my many pretty dice shall I use? I'll use this one. Okay. One damage. Uh, well, it kind of looks like a one if a one were a seven. No, um, you take uh, seven points of psychic damage. Yeah, I've had hangovers worse than that. <laughs> um, uh, right to the right into the frontal lobe there. Right to the mind meats. Right into the mind. Yeah, right into the the mind sausage there. Uh, you take a you, you take a seven pointer. I don't like um, any of these metaphors. <laughs> um, Hugh, right, and then I I take it that he appears in the bar. Yeah, you appear in the bar. Just you and you're like sucked out, and you just feel um, exhausted at this point. It's just um, like like a level of exhaustion just seeps into your bones where you want nothing more than to sleep. 
And I'm not sure this might be the first time that any of you have realized that Hugon, I mean, I don't know if any of you noticed him disappearing, but there's um there's a sound it's almost like a, a vacuum cleaner in reverse. Um, but not so much that you put it on blow, more that you recorded the sound and then played it in reverse. Um, and Hugon is like dumped onto the floor next to you. With that opposite thwump sound <laughs> of like when you vacuum something like that's a little bit too big for the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's being spat out. So like like at the bank, if you have those pneumatic things, you know that the tubes, it's it coming out the other direction. But like, if there was no safety like regulator on it, and it just you know, shot it out, shot it out, like a cannon. Exactly. Um, okay, so a couple of things are immediately apparent. One, Hugon is covered in blood. Um, again, uh, Acheron is not a clean plane. Two. Uh, the description about the mask is the same. It's the kind of... It Titan. only has a mouth and there's a blowtorch sound coming out. Uh, and the... His armor looks like... Uh, uh, what would I describe it as? Looks like you know how his mask thing was like encompassed his head now and like was working its way, you know, across the armor that he was wearing and things like that. Well, instead of being soft, it's uh, more carapace now um, on the armor. So the armor all looks, looks like insecto in, in insectoid carapace. Not so much insectoid. It's just like more bone than metal. Okay. And kind of a dull red. Not all of it, but like the shoulders kind of went there's, that direction. There's an organic element. Yeah. Okay. Going off of our geeker theme for the day. says, well, I hope it doesn't come back. <laughs> Hi, Hugon. How far away is he? Uh, he's, 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 he's brought, like, right next to you. Okay. Wait. Right next to who? I'm curious if, 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 if Dren's tinkering caused him to appear right next to Dren, or Thunuk's attempt to make the thing work made him come back. Or if it's just, like, an, a side effect of, an eventual so, side effect. Well, let me hear Thunuk thinks that... That what he was doing brought him back? Not necessarily. I'm trying to figure out, like, where did... Where did he is ejected right here? next what to you, Thunuk. Uh, he is ejected, like, right next to you. I will totally let Thunuk think that he fixed this. That doesn't look like your armor. But then as you do it again, like, the arm, uh, your armor suddenly... <laughs> summons around you. Were you, were you in the thing? In the thing? No, I was home. I was visiting home, and uh, now I'm back. <laughs> this thing's gonna take us home? No, uh, they're not supposed to. It really hurts, uh, and I don't think that it was designed to do that, but I uh, broke some rules and made it do that. 
um, so that I could protect Waterdeep. You guys are going to have a lot of work to do, aren't you? Probably, and um, I can't guarantee you we won't be arrested very shortly. You didn't do anything wrong. Well, the thing about <laughs> being in a guild is when one member of the guild messes up, the guild is kind of on the hook for <laughs> that. And um, that antler skull thing didn't do what I thought it would and uh, there was almost an accident but it didn't happen so we're probably <laughs> not in too much trouble and in the distance you hear uh, the sound of a uh, of a forlorn note being played on a on a horn like on a <laughs> battle horn a um, and you hear it, you hear the sound, uh, rising up from around the city. And that is a good place for us to end today's game. Blah. Blah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, wee, woo, wee, woo, nothing like that. <laughs> um, uh, that's a, that's a whole different thing. Um, it's the cops. <laughs> Jeez, it. It's worse than the cops. It's the it's the like the the, the water deep special forces coming to kill us. Um, but that is where we will end today's game. Uh, we will be right back with table talk. Team X is a production of Eat Drink Roll, starring Ivan Martino as Thunuk Gentle Trunk, Roz as Eno, Gideon Reese as Hugon Valander, and Christina Witten as Dren My Gem Weaver with Brian Wiggins as the Dungeon Master. Please support Team X by subscribing to the Twitch channel or backing us on Patreon. Search Eat Drink Roll as one word on either platform. Follow us on Twitter at Eat Drink Roll. Theme music by Big Giant Circles. Please visit their website at music.biggiantcircles.com.